Mallow there. Hello and welcome to the Sadcast on Saturday the 7th of October 2017. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. <laughs> Dramatic Falls. Yeah, making a funny noise <laughs> like you're wrapping your fingers on a cup or something. I was drinking out of a Burger cup. Oh, I thought... <laughs> well identified. Okay. And Robert Kempis really? here. That was actually quite impressive. This is like, that sounds exactly like a plastic cup two feet from a microphone. <laughs> it's very annoying that you can't drink silently out of this. <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah. the straw doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> it's like suddenly goes into a backpipe so let's not <laughs> Give a little Only whistle. one pipe, though. It's not a very interesting solo. Hang on a minute. I've got one here. Oh, I can't do it. Kill it. We've got a two-note orchestra. Two, yeah, We're swallowing key. Yeah. How can okay, you be in a key you're... with only two tones? Well, it would be better than if it was like a like non... Like a, a not tone in between or something. Not a semitone, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Doesn't Zach's now sound probably bent? You can bend it if you blow hard enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Physics. A little bit yeah. of glissando uh, going on. It's like, it's, do you know when um, um, Clarissa explains it all? <laughs> Solid 90s reference, okay. <laughs> hey, cool. And um, when, all when right, Sam... All right, all right. Yeah, when Sam walks in through the window... <laughs> No, come on! That was a that was a, like a clean electric guitar, like a surf guitar, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't it was sort of more. Of a, I know, but it was, more, it, was, it was more the bend. I was interested in. Yeah, it's a vibrato arm, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit okay. That's a bit closer. Of course, the vibrato arm um, uh, named wrong, right? Oh no, tremolo arm. That's right. They call it a tremolo arm, and it actually adds vibrato. And then on the so it's Fender. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. vibrato is actually no is pitch bending. Yes. Isn't so it? for some reason, Fender Fender put the whammy bar thing on their guitar, and they called it a tremolo arm, even though it's clearly vibrato. And they mm-hmm. made the same mistake on their amplifiers, where they have a vibrato. Um, knob, which is clearly actually tremolo. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe they well, did one and then they decided they had to do the other one wrong, or, or they. I just... suppose they're consistent. That's something. Yeah. yeah so because if they called it the same thing, that'd be really. It's like, but they sound different. Confusing. What's that? Yeah, that's true. I don't know which one came first. Um, could they? Well, could they? Could they just put R in front of it to to be really vibrato, <laughs> like, or really tremolo? <laughs> The R tremolo or T tremolo, they could just put two T's, it's true tremolo, and then you could yeah. brand that. And be like, yeah, it's true, true tremolo, tremolo. TM. But on the arm on the guitar, surely that doesn't have words that say that anywhere. That's no, called. no, whereas the knob no. would have words, yes, yeah. it does. So that it's would labeled. be where you could put the official, so they could have corrected it on the knob, I suppose, and then no one would yeah. care. So, I have a reissue version of one of their old amplifiers, and I think even on their new, new amplifiers, they still have it labeled wrong. On purpose. They're like, new new as, amplifiers. Yeah, but my one is a, a reissue of an old amplifier, and of course it's labelled wrong on purpose to be like it was in 1965. Oh, I but see. But I think on their new amplifiers, they still have it labelled wrong on purpose. It's weird. Do they go up to 11? No, they go to 10. Oh. <laughs> you have to get them specially made to go to 11, I think. 
but on the Fender amp, you have to the... get someone to like reprint the graphic. <laughs> yeah, well, on the, I'm not, I think on my amplifier, the um, the numbers are on the knob rather than on the. Uh, does that make sense? They're on the knob that turns. What? So you, I could replace what? the knobs and get knobs that go to eleven, maybe. Wait, so they they just put a marker on the case? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the knob so is like so, flared at the bottom. The numbers don't look like numbers. Is that why you would do that? <laughs> what like? Roman numerals or something? Or... Yeah, where they're not written like... in Arabic. I don't. It's easier, easier to read because you're looking at the number rather than trying to work out where the little pointer is pointing on the scale. You're yeah. looking just at the number that's at the top. Yeah, because it's at the top. To yeah. yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. that is a speed speed of reading thing. But then a bit of me, like like from afar, like is easier to see where the notch is. <laughs> Only if it's a fairly distinct knot. Yeah, probably from afar it's easier to read a like a Marshall one. Yeah. Or like the goes to a level ones from Spinal Tap. Or if you're just quickly mod if you're trying to do something fast, it's really like just a big old arrow around the outside is Yeah, I don't it's really speed <laughs> Make the knob a triangle. Not confusing at all. <laughs> yeah, which of these three points is the right? You have to make it a non equilateral triangle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Knob designed <laughs> with mm. the Salacast. <laughs> you're you're listening to Knob Talk. How's the knobs on your toaster, Zeg? As it still uh, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but in related news, we had a new kettle for about a day. <laughs> what? Really? Or well, you know, a not new kettle that came from the charity shop, as always. But there's like maybe this can replace our old skanky kettle, and it's like it. Was possibly again. This is the same situation as with the toaster. It's like, how is this really simple thing just like a kettle? How is it so incredibly badly designed? Who who thinks this was a good idea? It was because it's basically the top of the kettle where you pour the water out. The lid basically fully seals the kettle, but then right. there's a hole in the lid which is where the water goes through. So it's not like you. When's that? When you when you pour, you mean? Yeah, when you pour. Right. So the whole the hole to let the water oh, out wait, is so even, in even, the lid. Even the spout is in the lid piece. Yeah. Okay. Except the spout really isn't in the lid piece because the where the spout where you pour the water from, the top edge of the kettle is just a perfectly circular metal ring. There's no actual like notch where the spout is. It's just like that just makes it incredibly difficult to pour at so all, like, like accurately. There's basically no shape spout. Shake the then. water. Yeah, there's no spout. It doesn't shape hole. the water, it's just an edge. And it's just like, this kettle is incredibly badly designed. Who, who why? I'm, yeah, but what? <laughs> but uh, it turns uh, out. So when was this kettle made, is the other thing? Is this prior to the decades of kettle technology and innovation? <laughs> no, it's fairly, probably fairly recent. But yeah, but it turns out the actual reason that we got rid of it, it was too loud, <laughs> which was also true. That's not just like a random bullshit reason. I, I, I don't really consider a loud kettle one of the problems with a kettle. It was very loud. It was like, oh, early in the morning, it was too loud. But I, even though that is a legitimate thing to say about that kettle, I still feel like that was a, like a fake excuse because basically I bo- boiled the kettle one time and I was like, this design is fucking terrible. What the fuck are you doing? And then, and then I went and said, like, why did you get such a terrible kettle? I've just got an image of you just saying that to the kettle. <laughs> to the kettle. <laughs> just, what, what are you doing? doing? <laughs> what are you doing, mate? <laughs> 
So I went and said, why did you get this terrible kettle? And it's like, oh, we've, we thought it was okay. And then the next morning, it was like, now nah, we have to get rid of the kettle. It's too loud. And I'm like, right, yeah, that was its main problem, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I, I don't know, there's something... Like, kettles don't ding or anything. If you set, set a kettle <laughs> well, off... Could. I mean, they could, yeah, but they don't. But if you set a kettle off and go to another room, like, it, like would be the earshot of a kettle it's nice to sort of be able to hear that either the click or the switch or that it's no longer going ah <laughs> that it's, so it's like oh there my 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 water or is ready for caffeine or you could just pay attention to time and think that it's been about a minute and then, then just go back to the kitchen that too but <laughs> or you can just stand there for like 60 seconds it's not that long like i said take a break watch a kettle boil. <laughs> It's all enclosed. I don't have to open the lid. <laughs> you don't have to look at the water directly. <laughs> well, I want to watch it boil. I'm sure you could make a quite a dramatic kettle. I, I don't know. You'd have to make it safe, obviously. Right. Yeah, with you get like, one of these smart kettles and then, and you know then they have a, like, yeah. that to, to your phone so it plays some kind of ridiculous fanfare. <laughs> no, I just mean like, free you know Coffee! how people like light up the inside of their PC with insane like LEDs and light tubes and stuff. I'm sure you yeah. could have some kind of window on a kettle that made it go crazy when it was boiling and was like shining all crazy lights through it while it well, was I mean, like... I, I, I've, got just, I've got just a thing. <laughs> We've had a kettle that had the light basically shined into the into water, it. so the light the oh, yeah, gauge yeah. on the side. So it goes like blue when yeah. it's on or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen those. But, yeah. What you, you just want one of like a um, a strobe light on top? Yeah, <laughs> or something. Well, the thing yeah, strobe would be crazy. Can you imagine <laughs> that? Like the surface of the water is like. <laughs> this is the rave kettle. Yeah, rave kettle. The other thing that I found doubly ridiculous about this terrible kettle that we got from the charity shop was that, like, I went down to the charity shop the other day and there was at least two kettles in there that were distinctly not as shit. <laughs> I was like, why did you bring one of these home? <laughs> this kettle is distinctly not as shit as this other kettle. <laughs> one of them was a very fancy button operated kettle where like on the bottom base it had three buttons where you could just push it for 80 degrees 90 degrees or actual boil oh fancy temperature Ooh, controlled like that. yeah because <laughs> you can get like temperature control kettles for like making fancy coffee i knew about yeah. that but they're quite expensive i think um yeah that made a beeping noise so yeah i don't know if it beeped after the boiling but it beeped when you push the button yeah because <laughs> there'd be I guess with a button-operated one, there's no click to say I'm done, or <laughs> it wouldn't necessarily get to the boiling noise yeah, maybe. stage. Oh, but then it makes kettles make noise the whole time. What is that? Thi- what? Why do kettles make noise because before the boil? There's always some part of the water that's boiling because yeah. that's just physics. <laughs> okay. Average temperature is not the same as right. localized temperature. But then, when you're heating water in a pan, it doesn't constantly go. <sighs> Well, that's also because of the shape of the kettle. It's like it's an enclosed space with a tiny hole that they kind of focuses the noise that reverberates it inside the kettle. Mm, maybe. I'm not sure that's... I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure that makes... But you take the lid off a kettle, it still makes a noise. The, the noise. Not as much noise. I don't know about it. It's worth trying. <laughs> it's clearly Ooh. worth trying. This well, one's got like a... Like. So it's got like a 20 minute keep warm button. 20 minutes? Jesus, why do you keep <laughs> all that warm, warm for that long? I don't well, know. If you boil it once, 
You have a cup of tea. And then if you finish with that, you can have another one. Have right another cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to reboil. That seems like a horrible way to edit the egg. A coffee machine has like a hot know. plate as well, but it only lasts like 20 minutes, something like that. Until <laughs> it only lasts up. 20 minutes, unlike this kettle, which lasts 20 minutes. But a kettle's yeah. going to be probably better insulated than like a pot of coffee right so it probably, probably. like loses heat <laughs> maybe, more slowly maybe. so it probably takes less energy to keep keep because what as previously what? kettles that are made for some reason of metal it's like no. yeah well, let's just have the really hot boiling part be completely exposed to your hands right well yeah that's my kettle yep but it looks nice and it's traditional because they used to be metal. The reason it was metal previously was in order to actually get the heat into the water, exactly. not because it was not because it was fancy. You know, they don't make kettles where they could be both, right? Where it's like you could put it into an electric thing and then do it, or you could just chuck it on the hold. I, I, they probably could, maybe. Probably not. I don't know. Well, it depends where you'd, you'd have to make it like one of those ones where the heating element comes in from the side. Yeah, so like, it couldn't be on the bottom, the bottom where you were going to melt it. <laughs> I, mean, I guess. Or could you not just make... Is there a contact that wouldn't melt under direct flame? I don't think that's a good idea to even try and engineer that. <laughs> like, okay. What's the advantage, really? Uh, so if there's a power cut, you can boil on water. Oh, yeah. if there's a power cut. And right, you can okay. still use your kettle with a spout. Or, you know, you could just put water in a pan. <laughs> yeah, but then you don't get a spout. Well, you do on some kinds of pans. I suppose it's true. Milk pans. I, I don't trust the spouts on pat on milk pans. They don't really work with, like, hot milk. I mean, they probably better than nothing, but it doesn't really work like a proper spout. The spout is... Like it's because of like the size of too steep and the spout yeah. is too small for portions exactly. the size of the bowl. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can't really win. And um, pouring stuff out of a pan while holding the handle is always awkward anyway, because yeah. of the physics of trying to rotate something that's attached to a long pole. <laughs> exactly. And like milk is like slightly different kind of viscosity to just water as well. Mm. Don't know how that affects it. Probably not much. Yeah, probably not. I saw something online about someone making fizzy milk the other day. Like we used to joke about it as like the Soda Stream nightmare, right? What would you do? You'd put milk in it and it'd be horrible. But like, it, I, I saw it come up in the newsfeed somewhere that that's like the next hipster fad or something. Well, fizzy I, milk. I heard stories of, of some, there's certain place in some place in America where one of the things to do is pour milk and Pepsi together. Ugh. And it's just like okay, <laughs> so, so it's a a melted coke float. Yeah, right? I mean, I guess logically that's not actually that bad. <laughs> I, I guess. Ugh, no, that sounds horrible to me because I don't really like coke floats anyway. But what? How do you not like coke floats? They're a bit strange. I like cream soda. They're a bit strange. The thing about coke floats is you have to make them with really shitty ice cream, <laughs> otherwise <laughs> it tastes wrong. You can't have what? like a really nice vanilla ice cream. It has you, you just need like like ninety nine p for two liters ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that supermarket brand soft yep. scoop. Yep, it has to be real shit. <laughs> what about the coke? Does the, is the is the coke? Does the coke have to be quality? Does the coke have to be coke? You know, yeah, probably. full fat Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do it with like a Coke Zero or something. That'd be weird. Too much fizz, probably. Well, maybe that would help. 
I always remember Pepsi Max having the worst the worst fizz. It's like mostly brown head <laughs> when you pour it. I don't know if that's still true, but because I don't drink it anymore. But yeah, I think the zeros or the maxes or whatever of this world sometimes that little bit livelier. Yeah, nothing beats a seven up for old school liveliness. Yeah, pour milk in a seven up. Put ice cream in a seven. <laughs> Theoretically, again, like lemon flavored ice cream, not that unusual. I wonder. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it might be all right if you started with ice cream and then drizzled a little bit of Seven Up on top. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like that would actually work, though. It's just pour off it. Oh yeah, but you might end up with a little bit of Seven Up flavoring in the bottom of your little tub. If you put it in a little tub, it's probably fine. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Hmm. All of this sounds disgusting to me. Okay, good. Putting most things that fizz should not go with things that don't fizz. <laughs> but clearly, things that fizz should always go together. Just start mixing so, any drink that. Oh yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, how are they making this fizzy milk? Are they like using soda stream? I don't stream? know. I mean, I guess a soda stream could work if you use like skimmed milk because that's basically water. Anyway. Water, right? Yeah, maybe. It's white water. Don't imagine the fat content would that make that much difference to whether you could carbonate it. It's just the thickness, isn't it? Because isn't like well, maybe maybe semi skimmed are okay, but like when you're getting to like whole milk, isn't it getting just that little bit too thick? I don't to, think to... the thickness would make that much difference to yeah. carbonation. I mean, maybe it's more to do with like the reduced water content reduces the amount of carbonate, so you could actually dissolve in it. Okay, yeah, that <laughs> makes some sense. Hmm. Yeah, does does fat carbonate? Probably not, because only water dissolves stuff. Kind of. <laughs> I could carbonate my flam. <laughs> <laughs> I would be an effervescent personality. Okay. Uh huh. Boom. I got a joke in there. So people call that a joke. <laughs> it has the hallmarks of a joke. It's not really it a pun, even a pun, it's like it the just, same like, word. <laughs> it was just using a word. Context. It was just using a fancy word but, for no, on a dumb, it's not really speculative a, idea. Sorry, it's not really a... <laughs> it's <laughs> not, I, get, I agree. <laughs> it's not really a cough. No, it's um, true. I think that counts as it. Most jokes formed around the idea of some <laughs> kind of wordplay. That wasn't but, wordplay. It's a, it's a bit wordplay, like... I was just using a word correctly. But isn't... No, I used both meanings of effervescence simultaneously. That's true. That even counts as simultaneous, really. Simultaneously. You're implying the other meaning, I guess, is what we're talking about. That is wordplay. Barely. (laughs) A cock is a chicken. I mean, because <laughs> it's <jets>. chicken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you say so. I've been chopping the jets. Because you fucking need a chair. Yeah. Jesus Christ, this broken ass chair has been here for like three months already. <laughs> what kind of chair? Yeah, and it wasn't great before chair. that. <laughs> yeah, so the, the chair the, the chair I use at my computer desk uh, is. Well, basically, it holds itself together by one of the arms. 
Yeah, um, structural arms, arms I'm not a fan of. In fact, yeah. I don't like arms at all, so I, I went for one without arms. And that arm has a big old crack down the sort of key point where it actually connects to the face. Where the screw goes. Yeah, so yeah, it, you now can't really use that arm rest as an arm rest. And there's there's reasonable risk of the back of the chair just, you know, sort of falling off any time now. So I've been shopping the chairs and discovered that the world of office chairs sucks. Like I'm trying, like every chair I've sat on today has had a fatal flaw somewhere in its design. It's really frustrating. It's like these kettles. Yeah. Cause you'll sit on them and go, Nope, this one's uncomfortable. Nope. This one's bright blue for some reason. Why is that wrong? Well, because I'm not having a bright blue chair in my red and white and gray themed living room. Black will suffice. That works. Um, or the worst cases are the ones where you sit on one and I'm just like, actually, yeah, this is really comfortable. This works quite well. It's got all nice adjustments. Yeah, this will be fine. And then when you try and make it go as high as it possibly can, it goes, this was designed for children. <laughs> it's like, like the chair was only built for short And you're like incredibly people. short as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I'm sat and I'm sat going, this, this is too short. And, and I'm sure that wasn't like, just like a display floor fuck up where it's just like it had been badly mangled and just didn't actually go up as, as far as it was meant Well, there was one case, because there was quite a nice one at John Lewis that we found that was, uh, uh, it was one of these mesh ones, so quite comfortable, but, you know, quite aer- aerated, I suppose. Effervescent. Effervescent, yeah. <laughs> um, interesting white um, construction, things like that, so it would, would look all right in this room. But but yeah, it just didn't go high enough. Just a key problem just didn't go tall enough. And I've got quite a tall desk. So regardless of my height, I somewhat yeah. need a chair that's going to reach high enough to make it comfortable or actually rest my arms on it. And for sure, yeah. most chairs don't do that, except for the really crappy ones. And uh, Gnome is not going to go for a giant racing gaming chair, as it turns out. Well, they <laughs> wouldn't go high enough either. I don't think. No, probably not, actually. But... I don't really, yeah, I don't really want one of those either because again, those racing chairs, like, like they, they have, often their key problem is terrible colours. <laughs> like, why do they have to be the sort of ridiculous bonkers colours all the time? Can't I just have a black and black combo? But then they also like just splash a massive logo on it somewhere, and it's like, no, no, I don't really want to turn my uh, living room's branding into GTO Mega Racing. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Yeah, office chairs suck. Yeah. And they've got expensive. I don't remember yeah. them being so pricey. Some of them are expensive, like the fancy fancy ones. Mm. I just want one... Well, because the other prerequisite is I kind of want one with arms, but I want them adjustable, ideally, so I can choose to sort of have them in place, like totally in place and totally not in place on a whim. Um, which is a bit of an ask because there are some where like, oh, these are fully adjustable arms and they'll sit nicely by my side when they're down. But if I raise them up, for some reason, they're hitting my shoulders. Mm. Nobody thought this through. It's like you could raise them all the way up, but don't because you'll be sitting really uncomfortably. And I'm not spending grand for one of those really fancy mesh chairs. Yeah, that's how much they cost, isn't it? Like, like... It's freaking crazy. Have you checked out IKEA? <laughs> I have not checked out IKEA, that might, but that's quite quite a distance for me to go. Uh, <laughs> to yeah, but you could some. get 
Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I suppose because this is it, the thing. Yeah. The, tr- the trying it is the important part. I've seen a lot of chairs online that you look at and go, "This looks appropriate." But then I saw some chairs that from afar at Office Outlet, formerly known as Staples, like you'd, that you'd, would look. That's perfect. I can see those arms adjust fully. I can see this is mesh design. And then you sit on it and go, this has zero padding on my ass. It's mm. like sitting on a wafer of cardboard. <laughs> Magically floated by plastic. I, don't know. Yeah, I got my one at, sta- at old stables as well. It's, it's like apparently Rob just didn't see the one that I have. I think it's this one's from Staples. This broken ass one is from Staples as well. But at least it's lasted like a decade. <laughs> oh my God, the, the air on classic mesh backed chair yeah the, that's, 900 that's the one pounds I, that's the one i was talking about yeah the, the bonkers it's it's more than that at like john lewis as well it's like well, i'm looking at john lewis now it's 900 oh is it oh okay yeah but still it's got like 45 star reviews though <laughs> must yeah. be pretty epic i guess yeah. if you if you like you know are gonna sit on it all day at work and it's probably worth having something good but... <laughs> But still, no. You well, that's need... part of my logic here. It's like I don't mind putting a few Benjamins down, but you know, I was thinking like maybe like a hundred quid. You know, like not yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not like not like two hundred, but hundred quid seems to be like entry level, and it's like really. Ugh. So the, the 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 current front runner is one from John Lewis actually, the Penny, as it's called, and uh, right. like, but that that would have to be I could build it, but the arms are totally not. Um, they're not structural arms, but they're fixed arms. So I could probably build it and just not put the arms on. Yeah, I, I I've got an IKEA one that d- doesn't have arms at all, but I prefer that personally because I go like under the desk, and also I like to have them out of the way in case I want to like play guitar. <laughs> well, so, so do I. But when, like, when I, I I do use them when I'm gaming, and then like I'm sat in that chair and I lean back in it, and I'll put mm. my elbows out on the rests and have the controller mm. in my hands. And then put my feet up on the subwoofer and then make the chair lean back a bit. And that's kind of my comfort zone for sat at the desk uh, playing games. And it's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's hard to find something that's what I have, but doesn't have the crappy arm problem. Hmm. And is actually going to last and, you know, not fall into yellow bits of foam. So there we go. That's my, that's my, um, House grouse, sort of. My consumer house grouse. Consumer <laughs> for, the, uh, for the episode, office chairs. Sort yourselves out without costing money, please. Well, <laughs> yeah, just looking at the IKEA ones and stuff. <laughs> Looks like, yeah, the ones with the non-structural, adjustable, nicely adjustable, um, armrests are like 200. Mm, that's a bit more reasonable. That's sort of reasonable. Sort of okay. Volmar. Volmar. Sounds like a, um, a spy we should avoid. Only comes in. Oh no, the black one is 175. That's not so bad. Hey, Colour pricing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe a trip. I'm, I'm sure no one will be happy. A trip to. Trip to Thurrock sometime soon. Yeah. Thurrock. Right. Have we got any news? This is a podcast about uh, video games. I was sort of talking about games there. That's a vague, vague segue. That's true. <laughs> what, what, yeah. what are you going to sit on while you're playing your games? Chairs. Chairs.
Cheers. Are you going to sit on this news about this Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer then? Because I'm sure you're busting. Uh, I, I did see that. What did you think? You can't fucking avoid it. It was, all, it was the only <laughs> advert on YouTube for about a week. It was oh, the really? only advert, yeah. I still have like... Well, I, st- I don't really see adverts on YouTube. Thanks to my ad blocker, seems to block them quite well, so... Sure, but if I, if I watch them on the Xbox, or, uh, I'm the same. But if I watch them on the Xbox, then there's no no avoiding. So which like part like which like ten second clip of that trailer is played in front of the YouTube? Like because it must be cut down, right? No, it play do the whole thing? No. It just plays for the song. Yeah. Oh they, wow. They, okay. They, they just accepted and did it properly. I think they Rockstar would just had the balls to say, "You're gonna want to watch this." <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it of balls. does show like, the, lo- <laughs> the Rockstar logo and stuff within those first 10 seconds. So, you know, yeah. that kind of tells you what it is. Yeah, it's like, you're going to want to watch this. I mean, yeah, speaking of balls, everyone seems to be talking about the clearly animated horse balls in the trailer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, when you say clearly animated, do yeah, you mean they actually like animated physics. them? Or did they physics some horse <laughs> balls? Physics, yeah. physics because, horse, ball physics, because, basically. <laughs> Because I kind of want to see that Red Dead Redemption jank applied to horse bollock physics. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, just imagine it's, the classic like where where like the classic ragdoll physics problem where bits get stretched out only with horse balls. <laughs> <laughs> or what? What if the animate? You remember the PlayStation <laughs> animation bug? Yeah. Right. What if, what if something animates to the ball? <laughs> like when it, if if the model swaps accidentally. <laughs> The fact that that is now a meshable part of the, or potentially meshable part of the horse. It's an independent physics entity part of the horse, <laughs> is the balls. You can see it, you can clearly see it in the trailer. In one There's of the a shots. bit of wobble. There's yeah. a bit of wobble. Do they Some... have both male and female horses? I don't know, I assume is so. Is the other question. Uh, sure uh, have they been, is there gender equality in, in the equine? <laughs> in the horse world. <laughs> yeah, in the equine nature of the characters. I don't even know what would be what horses are preferred for cowboys or what what you know. What I suppose the men would like men. Is that how it works? Are like stallions no, I mean, just, maybe. just stronger be... horses? Is that, does it work like that? Well, you I think in that kind of environment, you almost wouldn't really have a choice because you just there'd have to just be enough horses to be able to even breed at all in one place for that. Yeah, but you only need like with... one male then, don't you? To yeah. start right. That's how it works, right? In theory. But I guess... Yeah. But probably if you're selling them off the cowboys, you just sell whatever ones there are. <laughs> you yeah. don't really care about. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can sell the ones that run faster for more or whatever, but you probably don't care about the gender at that point. It's just like, just get them the hell out of here. See, I'm, try- I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cast my mind back to all the years of being sat in the same room as Dad watching horse racing on TV constantly and right. trying to figure out if they ever really picked out a horse based on gender and i don't think that happens were they all the, they, are they all the same gender in in horse racing or are they all i don't mixed? think they are that's, oh, that's right. what i mean i think i don't i'm not 100 percent sure there's a uh you need to i think that the, it makes a much of a difference to the prowess of your horse i think the majority of them are stallions aren't they because they're always about the breeding like you, this one yeah you want to pass ladies. down the speed yeah <laughs> pass, pass the speed down yeah you could breed lady horses. Like if if they had an illustrious career and then are then retired and then they, they could probably still push out a few fast babies. 
No, I think it's the, the the idea is that when you're when it's the male that's doing the breeding, you can make a lot more babies. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but then, what if you, you take a fast, fast male and a fast female? Do you get like uber kids? Well, I guess that would be the ideal plan. Like good breeding. A so, fine young Billy. Uh, someone also pointed out that there's a shot where like the horse is going so fast that it's got like saliva coming out of its mouth, drooling, <laughs> and it's like well, physicsing but... backwards and stuff like that. Again, is it physicsing or is it? Was it? Or did someone animate it? I don't know. Um... And then more to the point, would it actually be based on the tiredness of your horse? Because they don't immediately turn to slobbering state if you're riding, riding fast, no, right? No, exactly. Has like, that guy been on a hard ride for, for some time? Yeah. And the horse has to transition into gob state. <laughs> I mean, I really liked from the original, the uh, the previous trailer, the like clouds of dust kicked up by like the oh, sure. bunch yeah. of horses. That looked awesome. So, I mean, all the environments look so good. Um, Notice that... Is, uh, for so an open world game, with that usual caveat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think what we're talking about right now actually might have some indication on the problems with that trailer, because I don't... not sure. So it really gives a feel for the story in any meaningful way. Well, it, this one is like all story, right? This trade it doesn't really show any gameplay at all. Uh, no. Well, apart from apart from showing that you can like hunt with a bow and arrow for some reason. On that co- that shot keeps annoying me because every time I watch it, he's clearly missed. <laughs> Year of the bow, which is quite annoying. Anyway, um, yeah. Didn't, but it was all about. I mean, you, it, they've confirmed that it's a prequel, clearly, that, and it's about the the Vandalin gang and and Dutch, and and the, then the, clearly the new main character is much more of a dick than than John Marston. It, well, yeah, because it's not really a, as far as it appears, it's not really a redemption story. Not as like, far as we can tell right now, but yeah, certainly not. He certainly seems like an asshole from the begin at the start. <laughs> If this mm. indeed is at the start, you um, hope. But, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. Good... I mean, I, 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 the one thing I wasn't super impressed with is I don't think that facial animation actually looks that hot. It looks you know, better seen... than like it than like if you compare it to like it looks a lot. You know, it looks better than GTA Five, I think. Um, but I think so, it's getting I'm a bit uncanny. Sure, I think I'm it's getting sure a bit uncanny that valley. That's the trouble. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But yeah, I think we've seen there's definitely better out there. Is what I mean. It's oh, like, for sure. I mean, you know, know. You know we, we've we've seen better stuff from Uncharted, and we've seen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think Uncharted does it. We've probably seen better stuff from the David Cage stuff. You know, back on PS3. So you know, it's a, there's some there's something funny about it. Yeah. I know what you mean, but the models and stuff of the faces are much improved. Like, oh, it's, ju- it's yeah. just a case yeah. of. There's, I think there's something. I think maybe it is a little bit of an uncanny valley thing slightly going on. I, I, I agree. I, I think Uncharted looks better and stuff like that. But it depends. I mean, how much. I don't well, know. Well, yeah. How, how many how scenes much there are. animation yeah. is in the game? Yeah. And yeah. Because how much effort did they have to put in to touch up the animations, or is this all just raw mocap? Or yeah. Um, yeah. But on the other but hand, it, they they have money coming out of their ears, so you'd think even so, if they had like five times as much um, <clears throat> many scenes or ten times as Uncharted, they'd still be able to. Do they not still have the LA Noir tech or a modern version of it or something? I or think that has come to play. Or is everything just that now? 
Yeah. Mm, I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the process is now. I'm sure, because obviously they have that tech from way back, but obviously the, 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 there's way more polys and, and, and like, you know, just graphical techniques going into the faces now, but mm. how they actually capture the mocap data of the faces, I don't know if it was done in the, because it sounded like the way that was done for LNR was like really, really hard to do. And, you know, just well, it wasn't. I think it was one of those performance capture techniques where they had to sit them in a. They had to do the face separately from the body, right? Yeah, so they, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah. they couldn't do the take all at once. Yeah, but well, I think Uncharted re- has avoided that, right? And most modern games have avoided yeah. that, to be honest. And most modern films avoid that. So, yeah. like, um, everyone's been lauding the last Dawn of the Planet of the Apes or the last oh, of yeah. the Planet of the Apes series. Film. Yeah, yeah. Just, just because the performance capture in that no longer looks like it was performance capture, if you see what I mean. Yeah, the uncanny valley was avoided. But nevertheless, the um, there is something creepy about that performance of that guy when he's saying, like in that trailer, um, you know, your your mum's, you, you know, your mum's just crying over your dad, and I'm going to keep her in black on your account if you're not careful, stuff like that. And that, that was pretty good. Mm. I think it could be an interesting character. It, it's interesting. It's very. I think it's cool. I mean, I know they've had Trevor and stuff in GTA Five, but having you mm. like definitely play an outright horrible person from the beginning is quite brave. I don't know how they're gonna. Don't well, you think? Yeah, I don't know. because uh, no, I'm with you on that because history tells us that playing a uh, an unlikable character. Yeah doesn't leave you as the player feeling particularly feeling good, good yeah but i mean if anyone can pull it off i mean because no one in although it's it's interesting with gta 5 like i don't think it worked with franklin because he's like the least he's supposed to be the he's... one you like yeah right? but but and yet he's like the one where his motivation is most unclear because it's like he just turns into basically an assassin, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> like quite quickly without any right. He goes from like stealing cars to just being a, for some reason, he just wants to be like a mega criminal. He's like, I've got it. My situation isn't very good. I'll work out a better, smarter way of doing it. And I'll do that through the gift of murder. Of murder. Yeah. And, and like, whereas like Michael, you can but, see but where he, he's coming from, I think. And Trevor, yeah. they, well, they make well, more Mike, sense. Michael, Michael is obviously a bit of a d bag, but he's a d bag yeah. because of everyone around him. Yeah, is is is, is the way I so that I, that I didn't find too dislikable. Trevor is just after a while got the mo- became the most annoying character in that game, actually. Mm, yeah, and the, he's he's fun, but like I always dreaded bits where it was going to make me play as him. Actually, because it's like ugh, really, I've got to be that guy again. Yeah, it was all right. I think the um. That that particular torture mission was like really bad, and yeah, they didn't want they to do that. They should have taken that out. Um, but anyway, I it think wasn't that kind of it wasn't necessarily as bad as I think it had been hyped to because and it had when I played it at least it had had that. It was so well known that I was expecting something really unbelievably atrocious, right, and it's right. like, oh, you know what? It's pretty bad, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, but, but yeah, still, still bad. Yeah, still didn't want to do it. No. Anyway, yeah. Um, If I wanted to do that, like Manhunt would still be a popular video game franchise. Right, exactly. But yeah, here's hoping, because I thought that the Red Dead, even though the GTA V story stuff, I thought 
was pretty strong. I think it wasn't. It's not GTA isn't as grown up as Red Dead was, and I thought Red Dead was a really no. much more nuanced story. And I'm hoping that I, I that I was always hoping that Red Dead Two would go further with that and be really you know a real classic. And um, this is interesting to what I'm seeing here. I think I think it does. I think it is quite. Well, I'm, I'm hoping what they'll do is they'll 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 introduce. Well, similar to the first game, actually, right? Because the game, the first game, has a narrative reason for you to start going to Mexico. Yeah, right. No, you know, because you, <laughs> everyone's on your case, <laughs> effectively. And yeah. it's just like, right, right. Now we need to go here. They could use the same mechanic of moving to a different part of the map. Yeah, because he's kind and, of saying but, but in the make trailer, it mean, we're we're being, but make it mean from... something a bit more. Yeah, like yeah. so, like actually, make it make it something like everything's gone real bad. And the, this is your character escaping and starting and being forcibly made to start realizing his the error of his ways potentially. Mm. You know, use, use that as the start of the redemption story, and that might be a third of the way into the game. And I'm fine with that because that suddenly make if you make those moments slightly deep in, yeah, and give you the hope that he's not going to be such an ass the whole time, yeah, then that could be a powerful bit of gameplay as long as you can make it there before you get tired of him yeah i'm definitely it's a risk i think it's a risk risk, yeah there's no it's the old tire problem (laughs) yeah sure um but you know i'm hopeful um and it looks it looks great and um Although there is that one horse, right, (laughs) that everyone's pointing out in the trailer that looks insane, the one he's he's lassoing. Um, Oh yes, yeah. That looks. That whole bit doesn't look quite right. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, I don't know why they put that shot in the trailer, but yeah. Anyway, um, because he's partly because he stood so damn close to the thing. Yeah, it looks a bit weird when he lassoes it as well. It's just like I suppose it doesn't matter how far away from a thing is when you lasso it, but it just looks bonkers that he's just basically right up in its grill. Mm. But I mean. Like Digital Foundry have done an analysis, and it looks like it's all gameplay, and uh, the draw distance is oh, pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty impressive on some of those scenes. It's, Rockstar don't have a habit of doing the bullshot thing, do they? No, they don't really do that. Um, so that's you know really, and and I think it's fair to say that this one, at least with GTA Five, even the HD version, you know, or the remake. Um, the next gen version, I suppose. There were what you could call a couple of rough edges here and there, although yeah. not many. But like where it's clear that this has been brought up, I suppose, from the last yeah. version. I there's something about the way this one looks and how it's rendered and the lighting and stuff like that that strikes. Yeah, okay, this is the next next. This is the next. next gen. This is the next yeah. Rockstar platform. Yeah, this is. Um, uh, yeah, this is this is clearly a ground up. Um, design. Mm. So yeah, still still hype, but I don't I don't think the the I don't think I'm more hype as the result of the trailer. I think I'm I know probably not. I'm as hyped too because I have already was pretty hyped. So, mm. um, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, they're just trailers. I mean, no other game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I might get much more excited by trailers from Rockstar than other developers. I still like that that GTA 
five one was really good. I thought that first one with the music and everything, but mm. oh, and the music as well. Like obviously, it's an original score. They can't just basically cheat like Grand Theft Auto Five and just buy the most amazing music available. Um, so, but the score was really good in Red Dead, and that same feel is definitely back. So, I wonder, I wonder if I'll be able to listen to the soundtrack and not have it stopped by picking up a flower. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we shall see. Joe Bugs. That's not a bug, I assume. It faded out gracefully, but damn, that was annoying. <laughs> yeah. The hoarder in me just couldn't stop. <laughs> any thoughts, Egg? Uh, you didn't play Red Dead, did you? Oh, you haven't played any of these games, have you? No. Well, I mean, at some point, I guess I did play. Vice City and oh yeah, oh yeah. So you stopped after the PS2 era, basically. I did at some point play some of four, but oh, did you? A tiny amount, (laughs) just a tiny. I think I got to the point where you know you had to go bowling a lot, (laughs) and I was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, that's pretty (laughs) much as far as I got. That's the GTA Four meme is. All these years later, it's just all about, hey, cousin, you want to go bowling? You want to go bowling? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think I I think I think I think must have got a little bit further than you because I, I actually got stopped by a story mission. That was my main reason to put that down that I just thought was obscenely unfair. Um, the one where you start, I've talked about this a million times on the cast before, I'm sure, but the one where you start and you have to do a sniper bit on top of the building. Yeah. In a, and, then and then you've then got like a, like a, a military site. base to try and break into, but there's landmines or something. Cause every time I just went in there, I would just sort of explode and right. then it'd make you do the whole sequence again. And I'm like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. So I'd do it several times and I'd go do the same thing. It takes a long time to get to that point as well. And then I'd wander in and be like, hey, I've just yeah. exploded again. What they basically what, what? did. I'm not saying all the missions in five are great, but they did fix that. Like they did have auto saving. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that was one of the bigger changes. In... And also, just the combat was every time the combat is easier and better. Mm. Yeah, no, it's just every every bit of the design of that mission just seemed to just be. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Just be against the player in every way, and it's like no, no, this is and it was a mandatory mission as well. So it's like yeah. I can't progress unless I do this. Yeah. So I gave up. Put me yeah. right off. Don't normally do that with many games, but I push on through most of the time, but could just couldn't do it. What other news we got? What else happened? Not a lot, again, actually in fairness. Like it's it's a fairly still still a bit lacking on the proper news. People frame. are uh, annoyed about Forza microtransaction stuff and it's been like reverted or something. Is that right? Uh, I, to be honest, I've not been following this one. I don't really know. There was some, there was some... microtransactions has been reverted. It's like the VIP pass or something. That's the one. VIP pass yeah. works in a different way. Or... Well, it had like a coin doubler. It was, it was how it used to work. So if you were keen on just unlocking the cars and, or buying the cars to your garage as you have to do in Forza, then you know, having the VIP pass and just having the coin doubler is like, yep, yeah, fine. I can, I can just buy more cars. Um, I can drive more in more ways that I want to. That seems fine. Um, I don't really have a problem with that because what it, 
Forza has been moving further and further away from the idea of their career structure being you have to earn the money to drive what you drive or to tune what you drive. That was that made more sense in Forza One and Two, but up in the Forza Five era, it's like, are you really doing that? Are you really fitting more components to your cars? You're not really doing that anymore. Um, so the idea of money has actually sort of been uh, reduced a little bit, I suppose, uh, m- merely as a as a gatekeeper to, oh, you want to drive the exotics, do you? Well, you're going to have to do that a little bit later. Mm, yeah. uh, and that's true in the Horizon games too. Um, so, yeah, they, they've changed it, so the VIP pass is no longer that, but that's where my knowledge actually ends. I don't know what they've changed it to. So yeah, not news. Not news we can accurately describe. Unless okay. you've got it in front of you there. Nah. I've just got a headline from um from oh from what? Uh VG247.com just saying Forza 7 feels like a free-to-play game you paid $60 to play, but I think that's probably hyperbole. <laughs> well, in fairness, anyway. you could probably say that about an awful lot of games. Like, yes, I know. Yeah. I mean, it has like, like any, transactions and you buy a big pile of currency and then you spend I've never bought a crate in any game. Uh, uh, hold on. I'm trying to think if I bought a hat in TF2 back in the day. I don't think I ever did. No, I didn't. No, I, I don't think I've didn't. ever bought... I, I bought keys for crates. So I, like, I don't think I... I might have bought a thing and something out of the store directly, but I definitely did a couple of keys at some point. Mm. Mm. I don't think I've ever bought anything of that nature. Yeah. Like, unless you count the DLC packs for um, mm. when they were DLC packs for Rocket League. I don't think that counts. It's not the same as a random loot box. Because there's all this stuff about like how Warner Brothers seem to be doubling down on this as an approach thanks to all the ridiculous stuff in Injustice and more recently the loot crate fiasco that is go that, that is part of Shadow of War. Yeah, Shadow of War, yeah. Which seems like the most out of place. Well, that sounds pretty out like... of place in Forza as well. Like... Yeah, Forza Forza was always a weird one. And what's frustrating about the one in Forza is like it's mm-hmm. It's been a thing since they introduced it, right? When Forza 5 added it, it was... I wouldn't say it's super egregious, but it was always on screen, pretty much. No matter what menu you were in, there was always the option to press Y to buy a coin doubler um, pretty much everywhere in the game. And it caused ire then. And here we are, two more main mainline games in, and two Horizon games in. And if anything else, it's just got more prevalent. And it's like, ah, come on. It's because the, the thing that people are finding most annoying about it this time, I think, is that like they've basically invented an entire new thing for them to sell you. <laughs> like, the oh, the driver, driver customization. Stuff. It's like, the only reason that exists is because you can microtransact it, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and they were a bit screwed because that's the only thing they could, could have added do, yeah. because of the, their philosophy on the car designs, right? Yeah. Like, because you could have locked that behind a paywall. And I, I want to say at some point they did start doing that, right? They added like a design marketplace at some yeah. point where you could literally sell car designs. Yeah. But the vast majority of people just put free ones on. Well, it's because it, they tried to do it. Like, um, 
forget what that other thing, what the thing was. I guess it's sort of like the TF2 community-made weapons, where the idea of the marketplace, if it's not real money, the idea oh, of the yeah, marketplace that was that the deck elves that you could sell could then give you money in the game. Yeah. It was like, that was the whole point, that the people who made the nicely... But the trouble with it was, if I remember rightly, in that game, is that it was so... It just wasn't a very expansive system. It, like you got an incredibly tiny selection to look at at any yeah, one time. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. really possible to being able to browse the design list was actually really difficult. Yeah. and also, um, or there were, or you had to search for designs based on keywords yeah. that people had given them, which, which was always a problem. Yeah, keywords that people could set. So that was <laughs> it's never going to work. So that was always tricky. And I think it, yeah, you're right in that it was only in game money. It wasn't wasn't yeah. like a. Um, a microtransaction system. Um, but then I guess you could microtransact yourself some money and then <laughs> and then buy skins buy of it. Some money. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally what microtransactions are, and buying yourself yeah, some money. Pretty much. Um and I know I know Jim Sterling's trying to um uh, coin the phrase micro wager <laughs> for the new um uh, loot box systems that are in games. Cause I it's, while I agree it's probably not as strong as true money gambling, it's still kind of a gamble, right? Perhaps this is more mm, applicable yeah. to games like CSGO, where it's got ridiculously expensive skins that can be somehow traded for real money through nefarious means, yeah. but it can be done. Um, where where there, it's definitely more like gambling. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just not comfortable with this spend money to get random loot. I don't mind the idea of loot crates as a uh, as a randomized thing that you could get periodically with any kind of in-game currency or any kind of time spent. That's absolutely fine. That is a game mechanic. But as soon as real money comes into the picture, I I'm, I'm just not comfortable with it. The trouble is that as a game mechanic, the idea of random loot crates, the, the only reason that that actually exists as a mechanic is to seed the idea of buying crates. Because really, if yeah. you just remove the whole crate thing and you're just getting random loot, that's the same thing, but minus one extra unnecessary step. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, that's kind of what, what TF2 was, right? Before that went marketplace. Yeah. Right? And that was fine. I kind of liked, like, oh, I got this thing. Yeah. Just like adding the crate, the only reason the crate exists is to add that step of opening the crate, and the only reason to open a crate is to add the ability to potentially have a locked crate. <laughs> I, I guess. And also the... I don't know, I, I think it does massage a bit of your psyche or something to, to have the the box open yeah, in but a fancy only, way. That, that's, that's, that's only like that because they want to see that idea and to, to make you want to buy it. To make it more satisfying. Like, so, yeah. I think that might have just been a long play, really. Yeah, like, maybe. Because <laughs> random loot drops in games is perfectly fine. You don't have to have the extra step of making it an, an opening of a present. Which I suppose... It makes you wonder if that's like what Nintendo did with their <laughs> downloading games coming out onto oh, your home yeah. screen as a present. Yeah, that... <laughs> like, that... It's completely unnecessary, but is it just trying to like... Well, that dwarfing you a little bit. It <laughs> Where it's like, oh, I'm going to open this present. And I'm not even convinced that was a that wasn't a true download, right? The present would turn up on your dashboard, but it hadn't actually downloaded the thing that was inside. Well, it's yet. just an icon that yeah. before it's dead fully downloaded, but then once it has downloaded, you still get the push the present, and then it does a little opening jingle. And it's like, oh, you've got a demo to Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> you've downloaded the thing that we told you you were downloading ten minutes ago. 
<laughs> Surprise! Mm, surprise. Yeah, that's a slightly weird marketing ploy, that one. I would much rather just go put an icon to say, hey, you can have this demo if you want. Do you yeah. want it? No? All right, cool. Uh, yeah, the whole, the whole practice is weird. So it's, like, it's almost it's, so, so really unnecessary in Forza. Yeah, I, well, I, yes. like, like, just as a racing game in general, it's just really unnecessary. Like, I know that those games are super expensive to make and they try and recoup their money on car DLC. But car DLC makes a whole lot more sense to me. Yeah, like just buy car packs if you want. If you want these specific, it's got hundreds of cars in the game anyway. So, I, me again, me personally, I don't get why I would need to buy more cars. It's like there's already there's already way Fast too many it. cars in those games. I've just remembered but, what the other part of the Forza microtransactions that people are pissed about is. Apparently, what one of the other things you can get in one of the types of loot boxes is like it's like coin doublings, except it's more like percentages. But then they're tied to like challenges where it's like you apply this challenge. It's basically basically what they've done is monetize the difficulty settings. Where it's like you buy the you randomly this loot box, you got the ability to gain twenty percent more cash if you turn ABS off. And it's like that was just an option before, wasn't it? <laughs> Wait, what? That what? Really? <laughs> So you don't. So probably you don't earn extra money from just having ABS off unless you have that specific. Thing. Unless it just Unless like doubles that. the doubles the effect. Maybe that's more than the normal. Oh yeah, effect. or it's like a yeah. higher percentage. Yeah. It's just like that's just kind of ridiculous. Weird. <laughs> I think they're I think they're stretching it a bit. Yeah. Well it's because they didn't have enough options. They were limited in what what they could do, so they were like, we've got to just get whatever we can. You know what? I I know we talked about the I'm sort of okay with the driver thing being a customizable element as long as you could buy the bits you wanted again not if it had i don't know if does forza have a loot box for like the driver stuff yeah i think that's oh, right, where, they, right, where okay. they mainly come from it's yeah got so the old, I, you can still earn them yeah but if i could just go and buy them if, if you wanted to add a micro transaction to that make it so you can buy the thing you want right <laughs> you don't um, want the gambling yeah that's what we were talking about you want to just I mean, to buy the thing directly yeah i mean this is what dota like Dota Two works on that for most things. Like there, are, I think there are some stuff in crates and stuff. But... Well, in Dota Two, the, it's the skins that don't matter. Yeah, obviously, yeah, exactly. They they're, they're, pure, they're purely aesthetics, obviously. They but... still have their. You can still buy like the specific. Well, you can still buy most of the specific skins as well in Dota. I think. Yeah. Just not necessarily all of them. And maybe they'll cost you more money if you try and buy them outright rather than for a crate. But, yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, so it's linked well, to the Steam marketplace as well, so that probably also bypasses that problem to some extent. Yeah, and you I just think, go buy it off someone else. And I think absolutely everything in Heroes of the Storm is also purchasable. And I think you know to the point where some stuff is only purchasable. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, a... where are the drivers even shown in that game? Like, is it just like because you can't really see them in the car well, while you're you racing? Probably can see them in the car. You just not enough for it to matter. Yeah, not during a race. <laughs> not unless you happen to be deliberately looking out your side window or whatever. <laughs> uh, makes sense for the podium at the end of it. But when we were even even the implementation of the drivers when we were playing that, admittedly we were playing the Forza Seven demo um, last week. But like you know, even we we, we looked at it and thought. The rendering of these drivers looks out of place with the environment they're in. Yeah. And it's like, there's something weird about it. Oh, anyway. 
We've made we've made a lot more chat out of a nothing new story we didn't really understand. Nothing new story. Nothing new story. Microtransactions. Should we talk about uh, Cuphead not being particularly um, well, apart from being a ridiculously hard but great game? Uh, apparently, the Xbox owners have had some difficulties with the with the title. Um, to the point where it seems like some players can't get the thing to install, so they would have purchased oh, no. it. It would have gone to their app thing, and it would have, and it basically just doesn't download and install at that point. Um, and it seems like the only user cre- user found uh, fix for the issue is to basically factory reset your Xbox. What the hell? And then reset up your account and da 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 da, go in it again, and then it will let you do it. Now, this may be a Salad Cast exclusive because I've not found anywhere else that has reported this. But Zach and I were looking at the, we were looking through the Xbox Store last week just because, and we saw that the you know the um, Better Together update for Minecraft um, mm. it was there because basically it was listed as like it's a recent game, and we we're like, wait, what? It's not that recent. The Xbox version has been around for a while. It's like, oh no, no, it's recent because this version of it is recent. Because they decided to split the Xbox version specifically to be a different installed app or whatever. It's not uh, like something, an update. Yeah, it's something to do with the cross. The new cross-play version means that they've had to sort of reversion the game um, in places. Um, and we're reading through the comment thread for that because we were wondering why I only got like three stars or in its in its rating. And it's like it's friggin' Minecraft. Why is it not like the most top-rated game on the platform? Mm. And we were just looking at it, going. Oh, people can't install the bloody thing. And other bugs. And other bugs, yeah. But like the, the a lot of them were like this same issue that Cuphead is having. Yeah, which now that. which now seems to make me worry, is this a platform thing? Is the What's Xbox going just got on? some ridiculously critical bug? Hmm. This this doesn't sound good at all. No, not not helpful. Uh, like... also it's selling gangbusters on Steam. It's got like 100,000 copies or something already. What, Cuphead? Yeah, Cuphead. Yeah, good stuff. Because there's a... Um, um, the people have been saying there's you know there's additional problems with it. This isn't the only one. Like, the, the it's a Play Anywhere game if you bought it through Windows or Xbox Store. Um, oh, so really? It'll work, on, it'll work on Windows 10 or Xbox. However, the ability for it to notice you've done that on the other platform seems to be broken. Or okay, well, that kind of for, makes for, it not... For some, yeah, making the play air anywhere thing not a thing. Um, and finally, the last reported problem is that this might be true of all PC versions in that there's, uh, for some people, autosave doesn't function at all. And it's the only way to save your progress in that game. So PC version seems to have some problems, and the Xbox version seems to have some problems. Steam hmm. version might be more stable, maybe. Yeah, maybe go for the Steam one. Uh, so Cuphead, I do, I do kind of want to play that game. At some point. I <laughs> it, it looks at well, I, you know, I played it at EGX, and it's hard it looks as balls. amazing. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, boy, that's a good looking game. I mean. But I don't know, <laughs> like that style of animation that they're uh, super inspired by and that they've gone for, 
that always freaked me out. <laughs> I know it's on purpose, but like those 1940s like cartoons or, or earlier 30s, I suppose, or 20. Mm. Is it 20s? When was it? 30s, maybe. Anyway, I'm also like, 30s, yeah. Like stuff like Felix the Cat and stuff was really freaky and weird mm. stuff. I don't know. I guess that's Bad the idea. Clowns. Yeah. The 30s were rough. That's what it's yeah, trying to say. Yeah, I don't know what's going on back then. It was all drugs. That's basically what it was. <laughs> Do you think? Just probably watch Dumbo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh my 100% God. 100% drugs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I know that was a lot later than this. <laughs> that was a bit later, but yeah. Yeah. Same, same style. <laughs> that, whole, that whole sequence, man. That's it was a whole fucking movie. Not even just the... <laughs> Not even right. just the actual drug sequence, but the whole thing. <laughs> he literally gets drunk and then has that hallucination. That's what happens. But the, like the whole rest of the movie is still pretty fucked up, even when he's not completely fucked. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not a happy film. It's a weird film. that those things were at the time. I don't know if I... I actually don't know if I could go back and watch... Dumbo, or or actually, or actually many old Disney films, right? Is Dumbo not like very in, long? <laughs> just Dumbo long, must be like but... in in the vault, right? You know the vault. Oh right, the yeah. Disney vault. Well, so we're basic, at this point, we're basically waiting for Dumbo too, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, inevitable. But the modern, yeah. yeah, the modern circus. I was talking. Now. I was talking to my mum the other day, and I was like, she was looking at um. A copy of Frozen that had come into the charity shop, and I was like, "Why haven't they made Frozen two yet? It was super popular." And I was like, "Oh wait, they've just got to get through everything else two first, yeah, then they'll they will. move back around to Frozen." They will do Frozen two. I think they they may have burned themselves because I think they might have done some spin off. <laughs> well, yes, stuff. they did a whole other spin off. No, yeah, I mean not just like, but you know, actual real anima- animation spin offs, like little. Little shorts here and there. Well, and... Yeah, they've done that for other things. Yeah. That's fine. They can. Where's, they, where's two? They could just declare <laughs> them. Obviously the question, isn't it? They could just declare them not canon. <laughs> That's what they yeah, did yeah, with Star yeah, Wars. I suppose, I suppose it has been a while since original Frozen now. But yeah, so we'll it's... just wait for them to get through all the other twos and then they'll come back around to that. It seems like the twos have to wait like 20 or 30 years. I mean, it was quite a gap between Cars 1 and 2. <laughs> And I know that's not, not long enough. Straight, yeah, not long enough. <laughs> it's not, not and well, they shouldn't. Yeah, uh, they, no, they shouldn't. An infinite amount of time would have been longer. Yeah. I don't know. That's Pixar, not Disney. Yeah. But still. And how many bloody Madagascar films did they crap out? Yeah. Yeah. Avatar two is going to still going to happen. Not uh, well, really Disney, but you know what? Three more Avatar. Films, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Supposedly, they're always just on the uh, about to start filming those. <laughs> oh, they still not started. I think no. I thought, I thought they no. Or I think it might started. have started this week or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Let me. Let me. Yeah. Who knows? I thought that was in production now, but yeah, maybe not. Maybe it's still pre-pro. Finally, start filming next week at twenty-first of September. So okay, so it'll be on right now. Yeah, they have started potentially. Wow, I suppose it's a ridiculous amount of work that goes into leading up to that point. In fairness, I guess so. And who knows? Maybe maybe they're doing it like Lord of the Rings style, where they just film all three at once. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they are. So yeah, even more planning needs to go into that. 
I don't remember anything about Jake Sully. Jake Sully. Jake Sully. There's not a lot to remember. No, exactly. No, there's the nothing to remember. Really. Military dude, except not because he's <laughs> brother of a military dude who died. Yeah, I, okay, I actually that. probably remember a lot of stuff. <laughs> that is that is entirely the plot. That is it, and that he doesn't have a real body anymore. He, no. he is now just an whatever the Avatar creatures are called. I just love that shot where uh, the ridiculously stereotyped baddie like military evil guy he's mm. going to blow up the magic tree or whatever and he's in the like assault gunship thing and he's yeah. just drinking this big mug of coffee while he's blowing them up yeah <laughs> that's my classic. favorite bit that's just it's, totally uh, classic it's... get a cigar in there yeah, yeah exactly it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> so so terrible oh. there is there is nothing about that scene or that shot in particular that could be improved it's amazing could have maybe been playing some kind of you know classic musical soundtrack on top of it. It, it actually because you know it has a musical soundtrack because it's a film, but no, I meant like in the cockpit. <laughs> I think the only thing I would change about that film is the name of Unobtainium. Yeah, but that was on. Purpose, well, that's right? irrelevant. That was... It is irrelevant, but I, I wish the it same minerals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or just... say oil. <laughs> yeah. Space oil. Nib- nibbler matter. It's just oil. It's just, if there's plant matter, then theoretically there's oil. Because <laughs> apparently, yeah, but this stuff apparently would, in the, the Avatar universe, it all works on a carbon-based life form system and all that stuff. But it would be psychic oil. <laughs> it wouldn't be, would it? <laughs> it would just be oil. It'd be something magical, like whatever the tree does with its tendrils. I mean, you know, theoretically, the whole point of the adaptation was that, like, the adaptation is why everything floats, right? Because it's anti gravity, and that's why they want it, because yeah. it's ridiculous mystery anti gravity properties. And that's why the tree grows so big, because of the anti gravity field that the fucking tree's growing on top of. And all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess if you want to make up some bullshit science, but you could have just said oil. <laughs> <laughs> but they wanted floating islands. <laughs> And who doesn't want a floating island? They look cool. Don't make any sense. But they're 3D. <laughs> they're 3D. <laughs> so yeah, Dances with Smurfs 2 is coming out soon. Sweet. I'm actually I'm actually a little bit hyped for it. <laughs> I, James Cameron. I I loved the st- I I genuinely really enjoy the first film. But the trouble is that like it, it's the same problem that they always have with this kind of film, where it's like they did a complete story in the first film, and that's like now you're gonna have to come up with some real bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, you're not wrong. I mean, like it's not impossible, right? Like not to not to compare to one of the best films ever, but like Empire Strikes Back basically did that, right? It took a because co- Star Wars <laughs> is a com- star- complete story, basically. Yeah. There's there's it's no real loose ends, apart from the fact that Death Star- that Darth Vader doesn't die. There's sure. no real loose ends. Um, yeah, it's just self-contained and quite a small story, and it's just like saving a princess, and there's not much to it. And then Empire just makes everything totally different but then it never really delivers on the on its promise of the jedi and the force really there isn't much to it though in the first film like yeah but it's just like where they start yeah ramping that up yeah yeah, with yoda yeah so if you think about it like it didn't there wasn't much to it space magic 
And like Darth Vader but, but isn't like, even that important in the first film, really. I mean, with like Avatar, it's just like you what you can't really be like amazed at nature again. <laughs> It's <laughs> so like yeah. you've seen you've yeah. seen the nature and then yeah, you blow it up and it's like from that one. Yeah. But we're like ten years on now or something like that from the first film. Like Yeah. And the CG was impressive then. Yeah, like, but that, it's like that's gonna be the problem. It's like now they're going to try, have to try and shoot here on in a story into visuals that aren't going to like make sense. Uber visuals this time. What they is like? What could are they going to are they going to be? Is the D going to be three? Yeah, <laughs> no, there's not actually going to be any three. Well, the three is going to have more D's. Three double D. Oh wait, no, the piranha, that piranha film did no, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boobs. I, I yeah. wonder if it's been like so long since Avatar came out that because Avatar basically stimulated the whole. Oh look, we can charge more if we make our movies three D kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah. And now it's died. And do you think it'll just come back around again with Avatar 2? And then a whole bunch of other films will be like, oh, 3D. I kind of hope so, because no film has done 3D better. Nope. That's true. Avatar I mean, still stands as one of the, yeah, well, possibly the best 3D made film with the exclusion of animation and stuff. Yeah. I mean, arguably, like maybe The Hobbit pushed it further with 48 frames or something, but I don't know. Still a post job, right? Most three, most three no, D, wasn't. wasn't it? Not the I mean, films. it wasn't. No, no, but I mean, would. it wouldn't have been filmed on like those crazy dual cameras, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I no, believe was it? it was. I believe it was. Yeah, cool. Uh, I think I'll they were. That. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and at forty-eight frames, so it was like trying to push it even further. But I still haven't I seen know. one of those. I still haven't seen a forty-eight frame film. I can't. I don't know if they. I don't know if I've ever seen where that would show. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced that when I saw the Hobbit in the cinema, it was projected at 48 frames. I definitely saw it in 3D. Yeah. But I don't know if you need. No, I think you have to. I think you have to show seek out a special 48 frame yeah. showing or something. Yeah. But I, like, I just don't know where they would be because that doesn't seem to be a thing. No. Yeah. Well, that was the only film as well that did it. Anyway. Oh, I thought. I uh, I thought a few had tried it. Uh, around that time, but... oh, maybe, maybe I can't oh, think of any of this news. Oh, I don't know how. We got <laughs> yeah, well... it's like, let's try and move back into the topic that we were actually talking about. I can't remember. Why did we start talking about films? I don't even know. Halo film coming still. Wait, what? Like, really? Yeah. No, still? still not really. Because they never. Well, so, and don't forget, Sony has never actually officially canned the Uncharted film project. I was listening to an old podcast where they were talking about someone buying the rights to asteroids. Is oh, like, yeah, yeah. Apparently those, are, those, apparently those films aren't far away because there's the Asteroids film and there's the Tetris film. <laughs> I've been worried I mean, about see, this. Asteroids uh, makes way more sense than Tetris. Yeah, we well, could just make Armageddon worse, again, right? But apparently not. You could just make Armageddon right, again for the Asteroids film. <laughs> Maybe. But you'd do it with more Asteroids. Yeah, I guess. And less Aerosmith. Or maybe it's as much Aerosmith. <laughs> it's a different song. Maybe it's Aerosmith in space, destroying asteroids. But like just, te- just star them. Tetris film is not going to be about Tetris. It's going to be about the people and like, the surround. The oh, no. So I want to actually include Tetris. I want it. this to be as abstract as possible, because I heard some early stories that it was literally something to do about a block city or well, something. Unless and... we're going like, for the Moji movie, and then it's just like this goes the wrong, goes to the other end of the scale, and it gets completely dumb. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Boy. <laughs> the, uh, Where it's like, the we're going to take the least amount of concept and just extrapolate it as much as possible. Someone, someone, <laughs> I, I never saw it, but someone was telling me the other day that basically the Angry Birds movie is is uh, an exercise in promoting racism. Yeah. Well, I mean, Angry Birds is an yeah. exercise in promoting racism. But it's about <laughs> birds against pigs. Well, yeah, the pigs turn up and the pigs are a bit different. So we're going to kill them. <laughs> like... And it's, a, well, and it's, it's like pigs do it's like still the, steal all the eggs. I mean, that is still a thing that happens. No, sure, but <laughs> at least that's overtly that that's like super overt in the game. But in the film, it's like they turn up and they're, they're like, "Oh, we just want to be friends." Hi, we're the pigs, and, and then and then the angry red bird no, I mean, is, is the one that's going. Them. I don't trust outsiders. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't tr- I'm, I'm the racist of the story, and it turns out, oh no, they are actually untrustworthy, and it's like racism wins. But it's not it's, racism wins. It's standard. <laughs> Standard like boy who cried wolf protagonist aspect, right? Like, he doesn't trust them, and it turns out he was right with a race boundary. I don't know, <laughs> it's not a race boundary, it's just like he doesn't trust new people, it doesn't matter if they're pigs or birds. So, or... the lesson, kids, is don't trust new people, don't trust pigs, <laughs> don't trust cops, don't trust green pigs <laughs> specifically. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there is some subtext there, but wh- whether it was intentional is that's probably not the case. I don't think it's really subtext. I think it's just fairly standard storytelling methods that are still technically racist, but you, at some point you have to have races in. Yeah, <laughs> you have to have two sides, I guess, and they have to be different in some way. And then they come together in peace and love at the end when they realise they're fighting over nothing. Sometimes, not always. Uh, I haven't got a lot more news other than and last bit. Last bit. Andrew House is leaving PlayStation or has left PlayStation, so we won't see. There'll be one less smarmy face on stage. Yeah, he feels that smarmy. No, he's, he's all. Yeah, he, he, I think when Sony was having a few problems, I don't know. There's some something of. He, he's been all right, but he's 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 one of those Captain Corporate type people. He's not smarmy McSmarm face from EA. <laughs> like he he wasn't unlikable. But he very much was a it just came across as a sort of toe the line kind of guy, mm-hmm. um, uh, to me anyway. Um, and, and I think my, most of his stage presence has been taken over by Sean Layden anyway. So uh, I guess it won't change that much. So there you go, no more Andrew House. He's stepping away from Sony completely by the sound. Well, not totally, but he's he's still on the board. But he wants other challenges. Is what he's quoted. Manager football team or something. Yeah, he's gonna go. He's gonna move to Liverpool, and, uh, and like uh, everyone's going to manage Liverpool. <laughs> this is everyone. Is it, is it is it Jay Allard that's the uh, no? Who's, who's the EA guy that's now at Liverpool? Oh, Peter Moore. Oh yeah, Peter Moore. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and, like he's, he's, he's Peter Moore's already lost his job. Is what we're trying to say. And Andrew House is, is about to take it. <laughs> In the battle of Liverpool versus video games. <laughs> and that's news. I ain't got that now. So boring ass week. Ever, ever right. Else. Well, maybe you can remedy remedy that by telling us what you've been playing. I saw Kingsman. If we're carrying on with things. <laughs> no, uh, it's not a film <laughs> Was it good or bad? I enjoyed it, but, oh. but... <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean anything. No, it doesn't. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it means something. <laughs> I, I think it's a good it's a good fun watch. It's like some excellent fight scenes, but 
it's technically a bad movie, yep. I guess. If I objectively look at it, it's sort of like, yeah, no, this doesn't really hang together, but it's very well made and pretty and fun. Well, fun is a good thing. Is it actually fun? Or is it like I, a bad I, taste I, kind of thing? It's kind of a bad taste thing. Yeah, there are, there are some camera angles and certain shots that don't ever need to be in a film. Because <laughs> the first film was notorious for like pointlessly having a yeah that was cool but then for some reason they had like an extended anal sex gag at the end of the film for no reason oh yeah (laughs) which is like what okay it it sort of shies away from that but it does go at one point to a there is a plot point about a uh tracking device that has to be implanted internally yeah naturally classic i mean that that's kind of a classic kind of austin powers type joke but kind of yeah yeah i don't know i don't know it's a it, of, of there was someone i know that came out of it going three out of ten and i'm like oh yeah. come on it was it was a laugh mm. but i watched it on a thursday night late night at work with nothing else about you know you're not at work but you know when i was when i was traveling for work i was just like what else am i gonna do so you know uh, it worked for me in those circumstances. Your mileage may vary. There you go. Films. I'm going to totally see Blade Runner. Um, oh, man. I, I can't wait now. I was really worried about Blade Runner, even though I really like the director and, a, the you know, an arrival yes. was really good. I was still really worried, but apparently it's fucking incredible. Uh, so I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I've, I've heard general opinion is it's really, really good. Does it stand as a sequel to Blade Runner? Maybe not. Does it stand up to the original? But as a film in its own right, take it that way and you're in for a good time. Interesting. So I'm a big Blade Runner fan. I know. I discovered the other night that it's another one of those films Noam hasn't watched. Another one oh. of those those sort of seminal films that is just like, that's a, oh, no, that's a tough one it. to introduce people to. It is. It's really yeah. slow. And it's also a bit uncomfortable and rapey in places. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's and, you know, if 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 no one watched it and was like, this is really boring, I wouldn't like necessarily. I, no, I, I blame can 100% <laughs> understand that. I, and to yeah. be honest, I'm a little bit in that camp. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's very I slow. Do, I do struggle with it as, yeah. as a film, but I, I 100% understand why it's important. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the, it's, it's my GTA four of films. Right, <laughs> can't get past that 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 that, that sniping section. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's got a lot to answer for. Let's be honest. What if it's image enhanced and all that nonsense? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that that yeah, that's fine. Although that that bit doesn't really make even now that bit doesn't really make much sense to me because I don't really understand quite what he's seeing in the mirror of the of the photograph. I, or, I still don't quite get that plot point, even though it's it's no. like quite core to it. it doesn't yeah, even and they, really they matter. spend so long on that that thing. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, anyway, Blade Runner. I'm going to watch the um, prequel as well because um, it's. Have you seen that they've done a 15 minute anime prequel? No, no. That's totally done by the guys that made Cowboy Bebop. What? They like the director and around. the music team and. Yeah, no, and the art no, director. It's the same guys. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Like an animatrix style, but for Blade Runner. Yeah. Totally want to see that. As I sit here with my 
brand new Cowboy Bebop t-shirt as well. Well, really, my Cowboy Bebop t-shirts are like old, 10 years old now, so they're getting a bit... <laughs> oh, you know, my, I, I, this is, I, I picked up some good swag from EGX this year. Ah, like, oh, this, right. is, this, is, uh, uh, this is a good find by the same guys that did, uh, from Game Tea, you know, the same guys that did the, the, the wall art I've got in my office. Game Tea. Right, I will so. look up some Cowboy Bebop merch. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Although it's been on, uh, hopefully more people have seen it now because various anime, including that, have been on Netflix. Ah, splendid. Uh, in fact, Spike. I think it might be on Netflix So right now. So if you haven't watched Cowboy Bebop, there's only one series of it. So, Do so. check it out. It's worth your time. Even if every episode is a bit of a downer, but you know it's worth your time. <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. It's kind of noiry, not as no, not as noiry as Blade Runner, or at least not every time. But yeah. <laughs> not every time. Yeah, Just chase that data dog. I mean, data dog. That's all you need to know. He's a, he's a data dog, and they completely forget <laughs> and don't really come back to it at all. Yep, <laughs> which is brilliant. So great. So, uh, what you've you been playing? Go first? Yeah. Sorry. Zach, do you want to? Sl- who's going to go first? Zach. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Do you want to go for it? I guess. But unlike last week, where I didn't have enough time to talk about all the shit I did, I haven't done virtually anything new this time. Except, <laughs> so I guess I theoretically need to talk about those things that I didn't talk about last time more. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Except not really. There's not that much to say. <laughs> Continued playing Minecraft. Continued playing Minecraft on the multiplayer server, uh, but not so much continued as started again because I'm not even sure why. We basically moved from one mod pack to another, but it's like this mod pack still has most of the same mods because all mod packs essentially have the same mods at this point in Minecraft. Mm -hmm. Like these are the good ones. There's just like one or two that are slightly different. I assume there's just a lot. Old school Minecraft, yeah. not not Windows Ten E versions. Yes, obviously. Java Land, mm. and it's still fucking. I think this second mod pack that we're doing might be even worse for for like functionality than the last one. This one seems to crash a lot more, and mm. my system can barely handle it anyway, just because of the RAM. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like the way you can tell that it's so incredibly badly programmed in Java is that like you have to set your like when in the launch settings of Minecraft it's like okay I'm gonna give Java six gigabytes of RAM and that's still not enough because it still actually it just overruns that by miles <laughs> it's like you can say six gigs it's just like no I'm gonna fuck that shit I'm gonna have twelve gigs for no reason hmm. which in my system's case means that it's actually just taking like all of my RAM and seventy five percent of my page file. <laughs> It's right. like no wonder this runs real bad. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 not a, if you're in the page file at all, that's a bad place to be. But then like regardless of that, this mod pack seems to have like weird problems where just, like random things will make it crash for no reason. Especially when it's like random things will make it crash but not like consistently. Like there was this automated mining device that I'd set up, and like we had it going for like ages, and it mined out basically all the valuable resources in in its area of operation. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to move it to a new area now. So we took it apart, moved it over, hit go, and then the server crashed. And it was like, well, fuck. 
Mm-hmm. Which was especially annoying because, like, we were specifically using that one because it the other like automated mining system we tried using just didn't work at all. It's like, well, I guess now this one makes the server crash, so we're going to have to use another one of them, which is even less effective. <laughs> just like <laughs> limiting our options. But then we were like, it's like the error logs or whatever. It does. It tells you that it was that one specific thing that caused the crash. Apart from the fact that it was really obvious because it was as I hit the button then the server crashed. But like, it doesn't tell you what what it did to cause it to crash. It's like it must be. It must have been something that existed in that location underground, but not in the other one. And we were like, well, like, there's nothing logically that should be different between those two places mm. unless it was a very specific arrangement of something or something like maybe tiles that were next to each other that caused an interaction somehow or like if a ladder was on a block and it tried to remove the block and then the ladder freaked out or something with multi-tile arrangements that could have had some effect but it's, it was doubly weird because that minor was specifically it had filters, so it was like it was specifically set up to only target ore. So it shouldn't have been target. It shouldn't have been trying to mine anything that it couldn't mine or anything like that. And we were just like, well, I guess we'll have to move to another, some other kind of automated mining. We always need iron. You use such a ridiculous amount of iron, particularly when you've got like a whole shit ton of mods, and iron is the base resource of all of them, of course. <laughs> So yeah, we've been playing that some more. It's more crashy because it's running on a server as opposed to running on clients, or it's hard to say. I don't know really. You because there were a couple of other crashes we had where it, it, the crash message suggested something about like simultaneous actions. No, oh, interesting. Like there was one where where <clears throat> I oh because you were moving something that was connected. Like a big thing that was all like several blocks at once. No, and it was like no, you can't. Oh, 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 no, I'm, I can't handle that. No, I think it was more like too many, like too many commands reaching the server versus the tick rate of the server or something. Maybe oh, okay. Because there was one time where I was using a shipping crate where you put items in and then you hit a button to sell them and then you get an emerald. And I was dumping stuff in there and hitting the button real fast and then it crashed. I was like. So did I hit the button too fast? Was that what the problem was? That was annoying as well, because it was like, well, this is the easy source of emeralds. Oh, no, wait, it makes the server crash. Well, <laughs> can't do that any longer. <laughs> so, yeah, Minecraft is still a really difficult thing to actually run functionally when you've got this many mods installed. That was one of the bullet points in the uh, Better Together update, isn't it, that they're adding... Don't know if they're free or are they paid for? Like these, the servers. Well, the servers are probably paid for, but like how much they can do to those servers is the interesting thing about that update. Because it seems like there's some amount of <laughs> not exactly modding, but some amount of being able to modify the the actual like base game of Minecraft to make it slightly different. Hmm. Editing crafting recipes and stuff that uh, yeah, traditionally heard... be like a mod thing. But yeah, I heard about that. Don't know what exactly they're doing there, because you know it would be nice to have oh, any did, of these mods exist in, in did, the better I, version. I did read there's a legit bug actually, where if you went, if you go and play on a server, well, that's that what has... we were talking about with the free star thing. That was the other reason why yeah, the yeah, free yeah. star yeah, yeah, one, one, one of the legit bugs was that yeah, if you went onto a server that had crafting recipes changed, 
in some way. That you, and then when you came back off of a server into your offline game, or a non-modern server, yeah, that it would keep the the same crafting recipe changes. Well, not necessarily keep them, but like fuck up the default ones. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. It seems like a fairly major problem. <coughs> yeah, it's weird because like when you are looking at these server pack, the like mod packs that we're running. The majority of them are are still like running on an old version of Minecraft, and it's not even just because like mods that haven't updated or whatever. It's like quite a lot of these mods are still being updated. They're just being also updated for this one specific version of Minecraft and modern Minecraft because they know that this one this one version is like the one that a lot of mods stayed on. Oh, I see. So in order for all of them to be usable together they're all staying on this one version but it's not the most up-to-date version of minecraft it's kind mm. of weird but yeah and then of course there's still the, the old like one or two mods where it's just like i wish this had updated because it didn't and it's too old doesn't have an up even this far updated version <laughs> but yeah it's a, the, I keep, like, when I occasionally continue to play Minecraft by myself, I'm like, I don't want to play this mod pack mainly because it takes, like, five minutes to launch because of all these millions of mods that it's trying to load. So I then go, like, create my own version where I'm just like, what of these mods do I care about and how many of these can I just get rid of? It's like, oh, this launch is way faster and it's just just much more compact. doesn't use all my RAM. Just get rid of some of this bullshit. I mean, admittedly, some of the bullshit I get rid of is just like, I don't need DecoCraft, the mod that just gives you a bunch of decorative shit. I don't care. Right. <laughs> I'm only about mechanics, but you know, some people like def- decorative shit. <laughs> some people on the server would probably be unhappy if they didn't have the option to make cool things. They're just basic Minecraft blocks and then a bunch of fancy machines that don't look that cool. <laughs> but I'm, a, I'm all about mechanics. That was the other problem that I had when I was playing on the server with people, because it's like... People build buildings and then put machines in them, but I tend to build like a flat platform, build machines on it, and then be like, okay, now that I know how big the machines are, I can build a building around them, except I rarely even get to that point. So it's just like, I've just got like a half finished building that doesn't have a roof because I've got (laughs) machines that still might need to fit in there. Mm. That's my problem with Minecraft. And also, I'm not that great at the design part of making buildings. So even when I do get around to finish a building, it's just like, it's just a generic ass building. <laughs> it's just a square. <laughs> I did make some slight amount of effort with the last building I did, where I was like, I want this roof to be red, but the only red brick in, red block in default Minecraft is bricks, and that doesn't make sense for a roof. But luckily in this mod, there's like cherry wood, which for some reason is bright red, because I don't think that's how cherry wood actually works. <laughs> no. but, okay. So I was like, oh, well, I'll have to go get a cherry tree and specifically grow it multiple times to harvest wood off it so I can make this roof and it will look nice. Effort. It's quite some of that red wood from that bit in The Witness. (laughs) Just take your pickaxe to that. Yeah. That was Minecraft. And then in a sort of semi-related game, I still played a little bit more of Seven Days to Die. Not that much more continue trying to exploit the AI as you do. <laughs> it almost worked because I did the experiment of blocking up the back door to see if I could make the AI path onto my 
bridge full of crap. <laughs> right, yeah. And that sort of worked, sort of, but not as well as I was hoping. I don't know, because it just doesn't seem very consistent about what their pathfinding actually is. Because like, when I changed it around to block off the back door, and I also like moved some of the traps around in the vicinity of the drawbridge, but then like, because the drawbridge had been what I thought was sort of the problem, because they the zombies tried to path over the drawbridge even though it was up. It was like they didn't realize that it had a open state or whatever. Mm. So they'd constantly run up to the end of the drawbridge and then just jump into the boat over off. and over. Right, yeah. And they'd like loop round and do it again. <laughs> I was just like, well, obviously I can put a really big trap there to just like whittle them down if they're going to keep jumping on that exact spot. And that worked the first time, but then when I blocked up the back door and tried to make them go across the bridge, it, like that somehow discouraged them from jumping into the drawbridge hole. And I was like, what else did I change? I don't know. <laughs> but also the other problem with, with that experiment was like the hordes aren't exactly the same every time. Like I had a really hard horde on one week and then like a really easy one on the next. And I was like, well, that's not, I can't really compare these results because the halls were completely different. Mm. This horde virtually didn't have any special zombies and the other one had tons. Don't know how that would affect the pathfinding. The specials like literally behave slightly differently then. Right? Yeah, I mean apart you know, they have special abilities, but they also have like more health or whatever, so they persist in your traps longer. Oh, I see. They right. damage paths through the traps or whatever for the other ones to come through. So it slightly alters the <laughs> the whole mechanism. But I mean at this point I feel like maybe it doesn't matter as much. Because now I can now I'm starting to get to the point where I have the resources to just shoot them. Like I can just use guns. I don't have to rely on wooden spikes or whatever and just build layers of spikes to protect myself. I can just be like, I'll just stand at my front door and let you come to me and I'll just mow you down because I actually have guns and ammo now. <laughs> Maybe I'll build an automated gun turret at some point. No. Although I don't know where I was going to put that. That's the problem with the automatic gun. Like, I'd have to find a... I might just put it on top of the house that I'm fortified in. It's way up there. I don't know what its range is. That would be the problem. It's meant to be a motion-detecting turret. Just build a little porch and stick it on top of that. Well, the trouble is I dug this moat that goes around the house. And I was like, I'm not sure where I can fit this. Maybe I'll just build like a platform that floats above the moat. Yes. <laughs> put the gun on that. Who knows? I was also wondering whether the gun's motion detector would work through, like, metal bars, because then I could, like, build it into the wall. Yeah, I see. And that'd be yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> Put it in my basement, essentially, so it could see out through the wall of the moat into the moat. Hmm. That'd be nice, because my basement doesn't have anything in it, <laughs> apart from an entrance to a mine shaft that I dug, which I was planning on. The weird thing about... I, I was... Think, wondering if, whether this would be a problem when I started digging this mine shaft. It's like you can tunnel into the ground, and it's like I said last time. It's like it's technically a tile-based system. Like you target the individual chunk, and it's clearly taking out one square, even though it's not a square. Right. Yeah. Like when you rebuild, you're placing a square, and it fits nicely into that space or whatever. So yeah, I was digging this mine shaft, and I was like, "Well, is our zombies just going to spawn in this mine shaft, even though it's closed off?" Right, because yeah. like it's not technically a building, so it's like will it not realize and allow them to spawn? Are you basically creating a giant trap door filled with bugs? Yeah, exactly. And we're just letting them in a back route, but they haven't, and it's really weird. I was like, that must be it. Must actually be doing some kind of detection, or either that, or it just doesn't let zombies spawn underground. I guess I haven't ever been in a cave at a time where zombies might spawn to see whether that is actually just a thing. Mm -mm. 
because there are natural caves, not particularly helpful natural caves. It's like a small tunnel that goes into the ground. <laughs> Might as well just dig your own. Get way more resources as well if you dig your own. Let me wonder if that would be the actual what would be the spawning places, right? Like because they could come out of basically enemy closets. Yeah, and be a little bit hidden. Exactly. That's why I was worried because I was like, "There's no, if there's if the zombies clearly just come from the edge of your like view range or whatever. They clearly just spawn and they don't have any limits at that point." So I was just like, "If they were underground in the tunnel, they should just they should only be able to spawn at the end of the tunnel. That would be the only logical place for them to appear. Mm. They'd all appear there, and then you'd be screwed because <laughs> if you trapped in a small tunnel with a shit ton of zombies." <laughs> No, seems like it's not. It's smarter than that in some way. So yeah, that's game's still kind of interesting. We'll see if they continue to update it at some point. Who knows? And hmm, I remember what else. I played Rocket League, I guess. Of course, traditional. I guess there's the Rocket League update. I suppose that's a vague amount of news about Rocket League that's marginally more interesting than just me playing it. Why? What did they add? Start season six, and they they added a new map, but, you know, it's just a new skin, and they also un-weirded some of the maps. No more Octagon in Space Base, or whatever that map's called, Starbase. It's now just a standard map, but with the Starbase skin. Yeah, see, I'm a bit. I don't know if I like this this move of them to sort of effectively slowly take out the concept of these different shaped levels because I don't know. I really I quite enjoyed uh, the Neo Tokyo one with the weird weird shelf and the uh, we always seemed to fare pretty good on the octagon. In <laughs> fairness, yes, it was good for the team. Yes, clearly. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them taking, take, re- removing the variety and just having it so they look different. I don't know. It's like we always I, say. I, I sort of get it for ranks. Yeah, it's like we always say. They should. There should just be a playlist that has yeah. the option to have those maps in. Because there isn't. There's still the Rocket Labs playlist, but that doesn't. That's only the Labs maps, and it's just like that's not all the weird shaped maps. That's just the ones that haven't been made into actual maps. I mean, I probably assumed that that's what the uh, the whole preference settings the vote, yeah. were, were for, right? But Except was... not really, because that that's not how that system worked. No, it didn't <laughs> actually influence the server you were on. I mean, it, I mean, it should. Technically did, but not like enough. If any one person had a vote for a map that everyone else didn't, then it still could turn it up. Hmm. So yeah, and then the start of the new season. Get, the, get your previous season rank rewards. And not not actually like a patch note as such, but one of those things that you that like seemed like where you have the suspicion of like did they change something because this seems strange, but now demolitions seem to be acting weird at the moment. Like you can easily have people like basically destroy themselves on you. <laughs> Wait, what? So you could be the stationary one. Well, not exactly stationary. It's like, like the slower movie. But... Well, it's like it doesn't seem to do as good a job of detecting who's who hit who. who's deliberately hitting yeah. the other person or whatever. 
supposedly, I haven't actually seen this, but I was talking to someone about it, but supposedly there's been quite a few gifs on Reddit turning up where, like, there's one fairly infamous one where a dude is, like, dribbling a ball down the field and it's a two-on-two and the other two players both come in from opposite sides as he drove forward and just explode on the side of him. Like, they T-boned him and they just both explode and he just carries on. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, that seems kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't quite figure out how that would... I'd imagine it would be possible for one of those yeah, one of the boners in this case to, to to have exploded, and the guy, and then the guy in the middle. Like I don't know. Imagine if like the first guy hitting him is the one that caused him to gain the momentum. So like, like it, so the first like hit did the, the first hit did destroy the other guy. Yeah, and then that moved. Yeah, and then killed the other boner. Yeah, but then you'd assume the first boner might have still had momentum to follow up, and then hit him again, and then maybe that would cause him to destroy. But then yeah, it just seems like. Like it, yeah, it doesn't quite. I can't. It doesn't seem like the momentum would have worked out that way. No, it just doesn't seem like there's any real reason for it. And I, I haven't seen anything that bad, but there have been cases where it's just like people have seemed to explode at slightly weird angles. And the other thing I've noticed is it seems like there's occasionally weird collision on the goalposts now again. Which is like that bounce oh. didn't seem quite right. I don't know. And also transparent goalposts. That's maybe the yeah. That's more important thing. that's that's the fun. That's the important part. Although I've been having, I had a few problems with that the first couple of days because it's just like I kept running into the goalpost because they were too transparent. Right. <laughs> I didn't <Yeah>. see them. <laughs> it's the opposite problem. Now I can't see the post, but I can see the ball. <laughs> and it does do some weird effects occasionally, like on the new map, especially at certain angles. Like the back of the goal just looks like it, like it fades into darkness, and it's like. That's not even. It doesn't look like that from the from inside the map. I guess right. it just looks like a normal back of the goal. But like outside the map, there's like this weird darkness effect that's meant to. I guess it's meant to make it look a little more natural when it goes transparent, like it fades out rather than just showing you the back of the polygon or whatever. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but it still looks kind of weird. Huh. Can't really envisage it. I'll have to see it. No. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I've had a bit of a blocker to actually joining you because my <laughs> your microphone's fucked. Yeah, my microphone's broken as well. Oh no! On my actual what? headset, I could use this mic, I suppose, and but <laughs> that'd be a bit awkward. Yeah, not the best. I'd have to like change my setup. So I was listening. I don't really play games with all the audio coming through my headset from the game. If you know what I mean? I like doing the sort of old school Xbox one with like where voice is coming through the headset, but all the game audio is coming out of the yeah, me too. Out of the speakers, I like that. Um, yeah, so that, that then would pose a bit of a feedback problem. Hmm. You could probably get like a mono headset for that, like the old Xbox ones. Ah, uh, maybe, yeah. And I'm still wearing it now because the speaker part of it still works, so it's quite convenient for our podcast setup mm-hmm. still. But probably need to get get a new one. Yeah, for the mic. For the mic. Mic check. Mic check one two. Where she go? Mm, not anything else. I think. Uh, space engineers or astronaut or no? I'm still trying to 
play, play that mystery factory idol web game thing that I talked about briefly last time. Yeah, I can't remember what it, you remember, I can't remember what it's called. Factory Idol. Is it, is, oh, it's actually called Factory Idol. Yes. Okay. The thing about that was that it's not quite as generous as I initially thought it was because it gives you the like the ability to speed up time if you've been away for a while. Yeah. Like you get bonus time. But it doesn't store that infinitely. It only goes up to like okay, a certain right. number of hours. You can't leave it for a week. <laughs> no, you still do actually have to come back I mean, every day or so. That's somewhat okay, I suppose. And also, it's like a, I'm still not 100% convinced about like the balance of the progress. It seems like you tend to have these large like blockages of getting enough money. Even if you've completely redesigned your factory to only focus on money and not research, or if you're one of the researchers, focus only on research and not as much money or whatever, still seems like it takes a little too long for some of these to get over some of the roadblocks of just building up enough, you know, enough money. Mm. It's just like to get the one billion that I needed to unlock the next thing. It's just like, that seems to be taking a little too long, but I don't think there's anything more I can do <laughs> to improve my factory's efficiency as it stands. I've got nothing more I can invest in to get some more auto-clicking. Yeah. Yes, I. so far I've made it to making electronics. It's like the fourth tier of... It's not exactly the fourth... I was kind of expecting more crossover, but you start off with iron... It's just like you get iron ore and you smelt it and you just sell iron. <laughs> sure. And then tier two is steel, where it's like, okay, you can take that iron and you can put coal in there and then you get steel and that is more profitable, obviously. But then it like then it just abruptly changes to plastic and it's just like steel is now irrelevant because plastic sells for way more, so there's no reason to build any iron or steel infrastructure. You just only make plastic now. It still uses coal, which is like the one thing that does cross over, mm. I guess. So you but build, you can, but you can get rid of all your iron. Yeah, so you basically just completely wipe your factory and then build, rebuild it to only make plastic for that stage. And that was where the main this big roadblock in terms of money came in because to move on from plastic took a really long time. Even though I was only making plastic and I was making as much as I possibly could inside the bounds of this factory, and now I've moved on to electronics, where it's just like now it's plastic and silicon. But still not mm. iron or steel, those are still irrelevant. <laughs> you don't need those. And I'm like, is, is, are we heading towards, is there going to be a point where all these old resources that are irrelevant in terms of pure profit for that resource, are they going to come back around as like a part of a future thing? Because apparently the next thing that I'm going to be making is guns, and I'm fairly sure yeah, that's right, going to yeah. involve steel probably. <laughs> yeah. Some wood. Probably shouldn't involve electronics unless they're some kind of fancy gun. We'll like guns. Making a laser pistol. It's, it seems like there's guns and maybe the last stage is drones, which probably will involve electronics, I guess. Yeah. But that I'm not sure how many stages there are, but it sounds like there might be maybe eight different technologies. So somewhere there's some there's at least like another three between guns and drones, and I don't know what that's gonna be. <laughs> the mystery middle section. And I've still only unlocked the first two of five or six factories. Because the second factory costs a billion, of course. And then the third factory is like a quadrillion, <laughs> or whatever the next next number up is. Next power of ten, as you do. You've got to keep going up in ridiculous amounts. 
Do you think the next level? Like, do each does each level sell for exponentially more money? Then pretty much. They're like, because what? How else can you make yourself grow? Well, yeah, that, that's that's how this thing works, really, isn't it? That's why you move from steel directly to plastic, where it's like steel is like, oh, it's selling for a hundred quid per item, and then plastic is like, this is now a thousand. <laughs> mm. It's just, it just, it's just better. <laughs> no reason to make steel unless you want to feed it into a lab to get extra resource uh, research bonus. So yeah, that's that. That is indeed that. Yep, and that's pretty much it. Factory idle. Is it idle as in being idle? Yes. Except not not like American idle. No, not factory idle. That would be a different game. Um, that would clearly be some kind of dating simulator. I'm the queen of the factory. You're dating anthropomorphic factories. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Hate a full factory. Yep, exactly. <laughs> as soon as I started to think about that, I was like, yep, this is great. There's all of these things, just like the tank dating simulator. It's clearly hilarious. Well, the, the cat that was the cat dating we, we found at EGX called Perfect Date. It can't uh, be as good as pigeons. Can't be as good as pigeons. No, I think pigeons they hit factories on the best. though. That could work. Factories though, yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of um, there's plenty of smoke to billow. <laughs> like, no, but that way you, 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 you blow smoke, don't you? Like as a phrase. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't billow some smoke. Well, you could you could you billow could. it if you wanted. I yeah, guess you could. <laughs> Blasting. It'd probably be a disadvantage if they if they all had to smoke. You could call someone a slag. You could. <laughs> I mean, that's that's so sort, of, sort of related to factories. Yeah, I sure. Mean, a bit, a bit of iron smelting in there somewhere. Slag. <laughs> okay, let's move on from that terrible concept. <laughs> <laughs> Workshop it. Just wait until one of us plays one of those games. Well, because at this stage, it seems like Rob might. I I do have one. <laughs> I do have. Interestingly enough, through Humble Bundle, I don't, I have, I don't have the original Hateful Boyfriend, but I have its holiday cousin. <laughs> oh, holiday spin-offs. Yeah, like Hateful Boyfriend Holiday Star, <laughs> which I think is the Christmas version, which I'm less interested in. In fairness, I just want to play pure pigeon action. Yeah, presumably there's going to be like a partridge, right? Oh, Possibly in a pigeon. Is, is that the extra character? <laughs> Possibly in a pear tree, or just a pear, apparently. Or yeah, just a pear. <laughs> yeah, this was the dumb thing we were talking about last week with Gnome. And then she got a bit of marketing material that tried to simplify the uh, 12 days of Christmas down to like imagery, <laughs> like singular items. Yeah, almost. and it, it didn't, and for one, it didn't show a partridge or a pear tree, it just showed a pear. <laughs> and I don't think that counts. No, I don't think that's allowed. Probably not. Just a pair. Just a pair. Just a really nice pair. I think I'd prefer a pair if you were talking about... What, if, if you were to receive the 12 yeah. gifts of Christmas that you'd much prefer? Just a really nice pair. Just a really Don't nice want a bird. Tree's a lot of effort. If, you, if you've got a partridge and a pear tree, think of the number of really nice pears. They might not be nice. 
And also, wait, you still have to wait for them diseased, to grow. You reckon it's a partridge in a diseased pear tree? Is that what you're saying? It might just be a generic boring pear tree. It might not be really nice. It might just be, like, okay. Generic as pear tree. A lot of pears aren't that great, really. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've seen, I've seen a fair few decent pears. My grandma used to grow pears, but they grew on, like, a vine, almost. It was like it wasn't really a tree. It was like climbing up a wall. So I guess pear trees aren't necessarily trees. Is what I'm saying. Right. They can be quite more, small and more like a bush. Mani- yeah, manageable. It's a pear bush. I don't actually know whether pear trees do turn, at some point become like apple trees. Like how you imagine what? an apple tree being. Oh what? Oh I see. <laughs> The, the traditional, like, when you think of an apple tree, you just think of a generic-ass tree, essentially. Yeah, with apples in it. I don't think pears are necessarily like that. They might be more close to, like, bushes and vines. No, I, I don't know. I have absolutely no <laughs> recollection. You don't know how pears grow, no, they just emerge from the ground. Yeah, exactly. They might secretly be potatoes. They're, they are actually... <laughs> <laughs> they're actually potatoes. They're actually dismembered horse bollocks that have gone wrong <laughs> from a Red Dead Redemption Two trailer. It's, they flew off into yeah. a tree. <laughs> no, they're actually they're actually just the remains of all the boob physics from DOA Extreme Two. They're not nearly <laughs> squishy enough. <laughs> it can be quite squishy, but not that squishy. Only if you leave them out. No, they go hard, isn't it? No, which way? Oh, I can't remember. Actually, no. The way the way those boobs moved, I'm pretty sure they were. They weren't exactly squishy. There's probably some plastic going on. Some saline solution. They were squishy on the inside, but hard on the outside. Armadillos. 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 And we're back. <laughs> what have you played? Uh, you finished a game at last. Yeah, I've, I've played quite a few little things. Um, so, but the, the big, the big talking point for me is I finished near Automata. Finished as in, and then I guess we can't really talk about this because of all the spoilers. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a real difficult one. So what 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 constitutes finishing that game? How many times do you have to play it? So in the end, it only worked out as technically three routes. So you've got route one and two that I was talking about before that are basically the same route, but the second time you play it, it's retold by nine S instead of two B as a character. Whereas the third route is um, effectively a, a whole new story that follows on from the end of Route B. Um, and boy, it, it's mental. The, 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 the direction that story goes and the way it blows up and the way it then becomes incredibly meta and then uh, kind of doesn't resolve... Yeah. And then sort of does resolve, and then mm-hmm. and then you find <laughs> bits of archive about the place that further pad out the weird meta narrative going on with this game, and how it ties to the original near and the story of that. And oh, it's it's mad! It is madness, and I love it. Yes, yeah. so, like it's just. It, the, uh, it, there's, I don't think we'll see a storyline as bonkers and as complex and as deep and as worthy of analysis for quite some time, I don't think. And nor, ha- no. nor do I think there has been one that's quite this, um, uh, quite this thought-provoking in many wow. ways. 
it's not to say that I, I, I think the game actually does the best job of portraying a lot of that. A lot of this requires you to dig, requires you to think, requires you to actually sort of go reading these logs that you find and right. thinking about what's really going on here. And, uh, you know, the actual main storyline does a reasonably reasonable job of painting the bleakest picture out of everything um, that you can imagine. And, and where it ends up going with some of the stuff I talked about previously, you know, some of the stuff that was subtle in some cutscenes and then eventually becomes very unsubtle um, uh, and then eventually becomes a big thing and the whole point of Route C. Mm. Um, I think that's that. If you, if you, if you, when as as I was playing it, I was sort of going through it, going, "What? Okay, what is going on? Who? Who are these? What? Where did you come from? What is a meta network?" <laughs> and so there's, 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 it's, it's throwing some stuff at you, and you're just like, "I, I don't, what? I don't get it. Why are you? Why are you girls? Um, <laughs> why are you girls? Like, why, why are you red girls?" Yeah, and uh, but afterwards, having having done it a couple of times, having seen some of the uh, uh, the archives, having having spent some time thinking about it, and having seen some incredibly well written, in depth analyses that people have spent an awful lot of time in trying to do, like proper critical analysis of what the hell is going on and what oh, it means right. and interpretations of the stuff that isn't explicitly said and stuff like that. There's some fantastic articles out there about it. Having read all that, I'm sort of sat there thinking, this thing is a, this thing is genius. Like it's operating on a billion and one levels at once and you're not going to get them all. Um but as a narrative exercise it's just fascinating. Yeah, amazing. Uh, but it's uh, <clears throat> It's got to be said that on the gameplay side, it doesn't really get that much more interesting than what. No. Like where where I was before, you're, you know, yeah. some stuff in the world, some stuff in the world does dramatically change after the intro for Route C, which is bold. It's got to be said, the intro for Route C has some balls to do to does what it does. It does intro balls. It, it does what it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a. Uh, you know, you're you're two thirds of the way in the game, and it, it it basically has does the sort of Metal Gear thing of like, oh, oh, the prologue for this is a couple of the prologue for this route is effectively a couple of hours long, or an hour long, or something like that. Oh, and some really dramatic event has happened. Here's some producer credits, super late title card, right. and I'm just like, whoa, moment. <laughs> anime <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> very anime cat cat yeah but the whole nature of the world kind of changes um sweet it, it's yeah it's 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 got some chutzpah to do it to, to to do that it does what it does and <laughs> Neil uh, Tota, like it's got some chutzpah, it does what it does. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Kemp, 2017. That's the Steam Curator <laughs> review <laughs> right there. Like the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, all, all that said, the actual the actual sort of gameplay mechanics of it doesn't really evolve that much. Um, no. Uh, somewhat disappointingly, really. It's it, like I feel I feel like it's. Uh, the same problem still persists that I talked about before, and that you know, the, the, I wish the I wish the world that 
was about was a little bit more interesting, a little more expansive, a little more varied. Um, I wish the uh, the combat was a little deeper than what it is, really, because it's it's not super tricky at any at any real point. Um, you know, I struggled with some parts, but you couldn't. A bit like in Zelda, you end up being able to just equip abilities at some point or uh, level up enough where that's where things aren't exactly a problem anymore. Yeah, like dying becomes quite difficult to do. Um, um, although I did find one secret that basically puts me against a boss that kills me immediately, and I'm like, I do not know what to do. Um, so I, I probably won't attempt that. Uh, <laughs> it, maybe ever, because it seems ludicrous. Um, but yeah, very worthwhile experience, and we'll have to. Pr- we will probably have to get into it in a in a lot more detail at some point, because it's just bonkers. Maybe we'll do a spoiler cast just so you can explain what the hell's going on with. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Point. Yeah, or, or, yeah. Maybe, maybe is this a game coming. of last year that you played this year? Is it? No, it's a game of this year. Ah, so mm, game so of the year considerations. March ish. Yeah, so it's it's. The thing is, you might not actually have to talk about it because it might be one of those things where we don't have anything that can fit in a category against it, so it will just work yeah. by itself. I know. Unless you it's, think it's, it's a game of the year, game of the year. It's, it's a, yeah. I, well, Could I think be. it's worth. I think it's probably worth nominating in in that camp for me, anyway. It's going to be um, a difficult year with with Zelda and Mario going on, but yeah, for absolutely. anything else, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we should definitely talk through that stuff and Sonic Mania. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh no, that better not win. <laughs> going to win at least one category. Yeah, sure. Probably it's going to it's going to win some stuff. Um. Yeah, it depends how we we probably need to have a discussion about that at some point. <laughs> what we're actually doing now? Yeah, well, we doing time. content we wise this time. We don't. We we won't though. It's always no. Happens. We won't. No. It gets no. to about December, and then we're just like, just look up the list of categories from last year. Fuck it. <laughs> then we, then that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's our entire discussion. Mm. Kinda. Yeah. Well, I don't know because we never like talking about near and things like that. We don't really do. We've never gone down the road of having things like what's the best overall story category, what's the most... It's because we like, don't play enough similar games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always the trouble with our categories. We, we have don't, to come we, up with really vague and weird categories. Yeah, because it would... Yeah, kind of. Like, like, it's then, either vague or it's incredibly specific for one weird thing that we noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> best audio thing. Yeah, exactly. Best audio thing. Probably the best category we have, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, it's almost like, yeah, like original one. Mm. Probably. Well, I did wonder if, like, like if there's a way we could factor in an innovation award, but I don't quite even know where near would sit on that because you know, uh, it's like well, in very few games actually have an innovative part to them it's just the combination of those parts that comes together right that is video games mm. and it's uh so it's hard to hard to even peg it in, in that sort of way um i suppose it's possible to put it in the sort of like best moment style thing mm. there will definitely there will definitely be moments worth talking about in this thing and it's uh 
Yeah. If you don't care about spoilers, so like obviously go look at the YouTube videos. It's worth it um, to get a feel for how it presents itself. Uh, oh, fantastic soundtrack as well. Got to be said, it really grew on me as it went on. Like I, I, I thought at first, like it was perhaps a little out of place, mm-hmm. and like perhaps seemed a little too epic for what I was doing. I was like, oh, I mean, this, this, this is a bit, this is a bit heavy. What's going on? No, that's properly justified by the end of the game. <laughs> like and the way they, the, the way they actually like through, route through most of Route C, you're actually hearing. Um, everything you're hearing is the same music, but it's a variation of it as well. Like the instruments will be mixed up and the tunes change. And, uh, and the more I sort of started to cotton onto that fact, the more that actually started making, becoming interesting. Like I'd hear a theme that I was used to, but Oh no, this is different now. There's a, there's, there's uh, because nine S is now in this situation rather than two B, like the music is playing differently. It's changed it up. Yeah. Or because this this scene involves a certain <laughs> there's a bit of a robot cult basically, and like when the music it plays during that sequence is very similar to a, a bit of music you heard during the last sequence, mm. but it's got the chanting of the robots layered over it, and it's like in this particular uh, in this particular phrase that they use, and it's adds it sort of removes removes the monotony of that music in a way because it's just like oh i've just heard this oh no wait i haven't just heard this <laughs> it's really cool really cleverly designed soundtrack hmm. um uh, to the point where even if you go to the jukebox in that game you can you can listen to like you pick a song and then it's like all right which sort of layering of this song do you want to listen to and it's like oh Okay, you're actually just straight up exposing how this works. That's cool. Yeah, very neat. Uh, what else have I been playing? <laughs> I beat Sonic the Hedgehog 1. What? Like, on a Mega Drive? Uh, on, on an actual Mega Drive. Nice. <laughs> I was just like, a bit of me was like, like oh, I've played Sonic Mania. I need to... Um, uh, I realized I didn't actually own the original Sonic games. So I got hold of them all. Um, <laughs> so that means I don't only really have the original Sonic. I've got Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 and Sonic 3 and Knuckles on the original Mega Drive. And I'm going to be playing them all. How are you playing them? Like, is your Mega Drive plugged into what? My RGB? Mega Drive is plugged in via. Uh, God, how is it plugged in? An RGB SCART cable straight into my telly. And it's not the best quality, but it, mm. it it's totally it's playable. It's fine, yeah. and it's it's nice playing it on real hardware. There's there's something to it. it sounds proper, and uh, those old Mega Drive controllers are actually uh, quite suited to playing Sonic. Maybe not a lot else, but they're quite suited to playing Sonic. <laughs> Uh, once I found the the, the the Mega Drive two controllers anyway, which have a long longer that I have, which have a longer con- longer cord, so they actually reach the couch. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so I did that. Sonic One's a weird game to go back to, as it turns out. Like I sort of forgotten how more platformy that first one is. Right. And uh, <laughs> I forget what Gnome said about the soundtracks. He said it's, this is this is like watching a cheesy game show. 
<laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Some of the music in this first game is a bit... Seems a bit weirdly out of place with the tood that's supposed to be going around in Sonic. <laughs> tood. The yeah. tood. The way he's been leveled like that, though, I guess. Yeah. I always thought that, thought that about the, the non-PC version of Launch Base. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, well, that music was... That's just very grand, isn't it? It's like it's theoretically appropriately dramatic, but it's like it's not it doesn't sound it looks like it's it's from a different game. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a Sonic game, really. But whereas, yeah, the 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 Sonic 3 Mega Drive soundtrack is thanks to its Michael Jackson influences, is friggin' excellent. Like no part of that soundtrack is bad. Although it did it is weird that I had I had even never noticed this before, or had never played Sonic Three connected to a Sonic and Knuckles cart on real hardware. But there are things about it that change, like certain music stings are different in Sonic Three com- compared to when you're playing it cartridge only versus with Sonic and Knuckles. And it's like, it was oh, like- I've, ne- I've never noticed that before because the PC version had the Sonic and Knuckles version music in it. No. And it didn't, if you just played Sonic 3, it did have the different stings and everything. But how does it do the one that's just drums? How does like, it do it? It just had that file but, on the VC version. in MIDI? Like, yeah. how does that even work? Because it was like... It just had a bad, bad MIDI version of it. It's a bit like the Yeah Toast. Is it like... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I remember that music. So I don't think it was that different. I think they somehow emulated a similar kind of drum sound. Yeah, made it work somehow. <laughs> Interesting. Because I know that they, I know they changed some of the boss music as well. Like the mini boss music in the Sonic and Knuckles version isn't the same as if you're playing just Sonic Three on its own. Yeah, which is a bit of a shame because the Sonic Three version is better. <laughs> um, so, same, in fact, with that that knuckles sting. It's like the, uh, the for some reason the just drum beat on its own seems more suited to that game's form of tood hmm. to, than the than the than the sort of. That was more of a song, though. It, yeah, it's more of a song, but but that 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 little sting feels slightly less knucklesy, <laughs> right? Sonic Three, like that Sonic Three, is like that's where it sort of starts, like being knuckles and all hip hop, right? <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> anyway, it, it, there, and there is a certain element of like when we've been playing Sonic Mania recently, you're like, oh yeah, Sonic Mania is clearly doing things that the original console couldn't do in terms of animation and stuff like that. But I actually sort of don't remember the originals being as far behind that as they actually are. Mm. If you see what I mean, like they, 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 having played Sonic Mania and going back to the older Sonics is somehow harder. Also, it's it, it, I, I'm playing on PAL hardware, and over the years when we've been playing the PC version and emulated versions of uh, of of these games, they were, um, you know, they'd be running on the, like 60 frames per second stuff, whereas the, the PAL stuff obviously runs at 50. And so, yeah, of course, and, and, yeah. The, and the whole game is slower. And it's weirdly noticeable. Like, I've never really had that problem with many PAL versions of games, but playing Sonic, I totally see it. Yeah. It's interesting. 
Like, not because it's like jittery, because obviously my TV handles that. Like British TV should handle fifty hertz, no, no problem. But it's it's it yeah, it's just that the whole game runs a bit slower, and the, and so the music's that little bit slower and um, sort of pitched down a bit or whatever. Yeah, no, just just the just the you know things hit at a different time. It's not yeah. that it's pitched down. It's yeah, it's just subtly different, and it's, that's kind of interesting. Also, you know, for most Sonic games, actually, it turns out as cool as Angel Island is, it's actually a that's a weird way to open a Sonic game. It's not quite as that level doesn't flow that well, mm. like compared to a lot of Sonic openers, where it's like, oh, this is quite large open spaces, quite an, a, quite a lot of speed involved. Actually, Angel Island is quite a bit platformy mm. for an opening Sonic. Level. Yeah, usually the first level is sort of very free and speedy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I still think it looks cool though. It's doing cool with its wavy heat haze and Robotnik coming out from behind it, behind the waterfall as the boss. It's like, yeah, some cool stuff going on there, technically. And setting a whole island on fire. That's that's cool. Uh, what else have I actually been playing? Like, <laughs> uh, significantly. I, I played through all of Dead Core after we did our video of it. Um, I, I did a cycle, which took me about three hours. It's only five levels, as it turns out, and we did three of them in the video. <laughs> oh, really? Last, but but at levels four and five are really very really hard. Really hard, right, yeah. yeah. Um, so I ended up getting... The, well, so one of the, I ended up getting one of... Uh, interestingly, there's one of the powers I don't have, you know, and it was listing the yeah. what you need, and it, like you get the... Uh, in the video, we got the, the switch gun, and we got it to build, your ability to dash... And then you got the ability to gravity mod, um, and also at some point you then get the ability later on to blast. Now I didn't get the blast, so I have no idea what that is. Um, uh, but the gravity mod it became an essential part, and it's oh man, it's, it's, it's quite difficult to, to work with. So you know those we there were some cubes we saw uh, when we did the video zerg that were basically just a, a, a white. Sort of a wireframe, yeah, but not to be confused with the other wireframes, like the big wireframe structures, like just just a cube on its own. Mm. Now, when you get the G mod, you can shoot those with the switch gun, and they create like a cube field of alternate gravity. So, you, like you'll start walking up the wall or something, or it will, it will swap the way it works. Okay, and that could either be a temporary effect or it could be a permanent effect. So they can do all kinds of mind-bending platformer things with that, with you having to turn on a switch to change the gravity of a platform, then land on it, then you twist to it, then you walk up a wall, and then if you're if you're walking straight up the wall, you might need the momentum to cover the lip at the top, so you land on the platform you've just gravitated out of, or you'll be zipping between platforms with different gravity on them, and it's uh, in a very sort of non almost non Euclidean sort of all over the place style maze and well it gets a bit mind bending and most of the time you've got to do it fast. <laughs> um and it's uh or, or one bit where it turns a um a horizontal structure into basically a giant tunnel you're falling through and having to dodge stuff with and shoot stuff as you're falling down it and you've got to do it with enough time before the thing turns off and you just fall out of it. Um, so it's doing some neat stuff where, where, uh, and I, I like the style of it and 
Uh, it turns out, actually, when I got to some of the more drum and bassy sort of electronic tracks in it, it's got actually got a pretty damn decent soundtrack in there. Like, it's very sort of dirty drum and bass, like very sort of filthy, quite grimy, quite quite underground. <laughs> and it's, uh, uh, and it's, uh, I really quite like it. I quite dig it. Um, but, and this is a fairly significant but, I think the later levels have a bit of an over-reliance on them being difficult because of the presence of the bad guys, right? like the enemies and things like that. So it adds an element of unpredictability to it, even though I, sort of, I imagine they all move with like predefined behaviors and patterns and well, the problem that we saw even just in the video was like they don't necessarily reset when you do no some some definitely do um i can, I can say that for certain some definitely just respawn in the right place but yeah some definitely don't and that's quite difficult to work with um l later on in the game the game introduces these really big ass enemies that basically have like four satellite dishes that rotate around them. In order to deactivate the enemy, you've got to shoot all four um, uh, in fairly quick succession to turn the enemy off. If you don't, that enemy has very, very good accuracy with an insta-kill laser. <laughs> and there's a section towards the end of that game where you basically have a central pillar and you've got to do three different uh, challenges around it. Um, and each time you complete one of the challenges, you've got to go back to the pillar and make your way across it to the next bit that goes to the next one. But that central section is filled with those troopers that bump you about the place. It's filled with mosquitoes that you discover that basically make you stop um, and sap your abilities for a while. Um, and it's also filled with two or three of these giant laser-firing nightmares. So getting across there was just an effort in frustration, really. Every time you had to go back to this middle bit, it's like, I've got to bundle my way through here. And I've been shot by something I can't see because it's somewhere across, it's somewhere behind me, and I don't I haven't quite figured out how to jink it, um, so it shoots, so it misses me. Um, presumably, I just have to time my dash for just the right moment. Mm. Uh, and but that window seems very small, and I'm not looking at the thing when I do that, and it's like, yeah, that was that was a bit of a failing. Um, so you do all that. And at the end of the game, it has one of those sort of like, yep, you've reached the top, but you've not really succeeded in doing anything. There's still stuff to do. And I'm like, what What? what have I got to do? Um, and it shows a little cinematic of perhaps some stuff materializing in the world. Um, like just sort of perhaps new items appearing. And I wonder if that was some of the wireframes we saw yeah. becoming solid. Basically saying, right, now do it again. There may be different routes. There may be more stuff. And uh, I did end up looking up, but you know, it suggested there was a true ending. Basically, there's an achievement for getting the true ending. And I looked up how to do it, and it's like, ah, I'm not sure I want to do that. I think it was hard enough getting through those last two levels. I don't think I want to go back to do the, the whole speed run element of the game. I'm not sure I want to do with these enemies about. Um, but I like what it was trying to do, and I like the approach. It. it seems like the devs managed to achieve it on a fairly reading some of their patch notes and how they, and, and sort of uh, release note stuff. seems like they managed to pull this off in, with relatively few resources and in a very short space of time while still holding down day jobs. So kind of impressive in some ways.
and that like so they whenever they talk about features or bugs that they've noticed in the game it's like yeah we'll try and fix that if we get time to ever work on this again mm. you know they're quite honest about the fact that it's like yeah no, there's a good chance we're never going to be able to get some time to work on this um it's just fair enough games like had like one or only two patches or something since it released um uh yeah so interesting but a little bit flawed towards the end unfortunately i would have liked to it to have just been difficult platforming mm. ruined by enemies uh there's that um and i think the other game that's worth spending some time on is slime rancher <laughs> slime rancher Literally spending some time spending a bit of time it's a bit of the old grinding a little bit um so it was a game of gold i think in september when it released out of early access um so it's a, technically a game of 2017 i'm playing a hot new release yeah <laughs> uh, i needed something to do after playing near automata and i haven't quite decided what that what i want to do next really i've got a bit of analysis paralysis in terms of what game I want to play next. Um, and this was there and free, so it's like, what ebbs? I'll do that. That could be something to add to game of the year. Um, so imagine a Unity dev decided to make a first-person stripped-back Viva Piñata, and you're kind of most of the way there to what this is. First-person Viva Piñata? Okay. Yeah, so okay. you're on a sort of ranch, hence the name, I suppose, and you can build little. Uh, you've got these set plots on your, um, uh, your, your 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 base, effectively, where you can uh, build corrals to keep slimes in. And the main loop of the game is collect slimes, feed them food, um, collect their poop, which they call plot in this game. And then and then sell the plot because the plot is worth money. Uh, and that's basically the main the main thing. So so there's some stuff you can do as well. So there's several different forms of slime, and they can you can sort of make combo slimes by feeding the plots of one type of slime to another slime, but don't feed them a plot that they can't that isn't of their type. Otherwise, they might turn into rainbow slimes, which eat other slimes and you. So don't do that, or they're called the tar. Um, right. So you've got a little bit. You've got to be careful. And also, these slimes are unruly. They're like jumping on top of each other, and like unless you upgrade your corrals enough, your low walls might not be enough. So you've got to make the walls bigger, and then ah, oh, but they can still jump out the top if they get because if they get bigger, and you're trying to do combo slimes to get more plots out of them, and then they might jump. Oh, so you need to put a net on top. So it's like this loop of like constantly trying to earn enough money to build decent corrals. At least in the point in the game I'm at, so you right. don't end up with a bit of a night a disaster on your hands where your slimes are basically jumped out and are roaming free on the ranch and um, eating your crops and then pooping out plots, which are then being eaten by the things that shouldn't eat them. Oh god! And then things go bad because you've got a tar outbreak that's basically killed all your slimes. And it's like ah, um, it's mostly avoidable, but <laughs> this stuff can happen until you start building proper, um, proper stuff. And, and so it's got a fairly 
expansive world outside of your base, base that, that you need to explore in order to get the slimes and to mm. find the materials you need and to um, uh, effectively progress through the game to open up new areas. So you find different slimes, which may make more valuable plots. And plots. Plots. Plots is a cool word. I like <laughs> plot. And it sort of scratches that it, it's very stripped back, I suppose, in terms of the possibility space of Viva Pinata. But it sort of scratches that same itch of just, you know, running around, do some things, feed some stuff, get the plots, sell the plots, go out, do a little bit more exploring, come back, do the same again, earn a bit more money, make sure your your slimes are fed. Spend your money on expanding the area. So you can so you can keep more slimes and make more money, and then go explore a little bit further, buy some upgrades. And around I'm at it the goes. point where, yeah, and keep going. So I'm at the point where I need to start buying some upgrades to for myself oh, right, in order okay. to reach new areas and uh, be able to clear some gaps. Um, and I found some puddle slimes which I can keep in a pond in my that sort of underground bit of base. Yeah, I don't know. There's not really a great deal else to say other than it's pretty delightful. You can have cat slimes, so that, that makes me happy. <laughs> um, and there's an achievement for when one boops you on the nose. So it's like, no! Because <laughs> <laughs> you've been booped by a cat. You've been booped by a kitty. Uh, yeah, it's, it's scratching that very same itch. And uh, after a day's work, of actual work, the right, the right, the right. Where's your father this morning? Yeah, but it's sort of like, yeah, like we sometimes get when we're playing like open world games, and there's a certain mundanity sometimes to the tasks you're doing there. And like, even if it's just like moving from one end of the map to the other in Zelda, or if you're just getting stuff off your map in Assassin's Creed. There's sometimes something to that feeling of just doing something right to end the day, and yeah, and this is kind of that right now for me, um, and yeah, yeah, I'm I'm quite quite amenable to this this feeling sometimes. Um, what I will say is that I'm playing I'm playing the regular Xbox One version, and it doesn't run all that great. It's like it never really hits sixty. It's running at sort of uncapped framework frame rate with VSync off, so it's it's always it's it never quite looks silky, I suppose, or um, particularly brilliant. But it has an option to add a thirty frames per second cap on it, which will clear that up. But then it doesn't run as fast, you know. <laughs> so I, I tend to leave that VSync off and just put up with the slight choppiness. Um, to to get more frames out of it, um, so yeah, slow runs, and that would be me. Me thinks, yeah, check out slime rancher if you f- like the sound of that. It's delightful. If you want to get booped by some cats, booped by kids slimes. Thank you. Coolio. 
<laughs> right, how are we doing? I don't have much to talk about this time, I'm afraid. Still no, split, still no more splitting two? Well, I've played some, but I don't really have anything to 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 add to Zeg's observations, really. Also, I'm not very good, but <laughs> it's definitely fun. I've only um, been playing more of the single player. <laughs> Basically, I've been playing one level of the single player of Splatoon every time I have to start Minecraft. <laughs> It's like, this will take about five minutes. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, that that works. Oh, it is good that the switch is like you press the button and it starts. It, yeah, uh, it I just switch. take it out of the dock. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, now I can just play yeah. one level of this real quick. Been working yeah. through doing every level with every weapon or whatever, which I'm not even anywhere, not even halfway done in still. Jeez. Because <laughs> there's a lot of weapons. I'm like most of the way yeah, done with the sniper rifle. Which yeah. is like the fourth weapon, but I also did the umbrella beforehand, so really I've done about half of them. So yeah, and um well, Mario comes out soon. I'll try and finish Zelda before then. I um yeah. I'm supposed to be away, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I'm off I'm off after next week. Um but I'm going away for a, up to Scotland for a few days. But I'll t- probably take the switch with me. Because uh, I won't have a laptop or anything, because I'll have handed mine into work. <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, I hope I'll play some there. Maybe I'll get Stardew Valley for the trip. <laughs> <laughs> I shall. I shall see. Switch seems like a good platform for that game. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, it seems well suited. Yeah. So I shall see. Yeah. So stay tuned for that stuff, and looking forward to Mario. I do. I do hear there's a there's a new bundle coming out for the switch with mario so. oh with right. the red joy cons that looks pretty yeah. nice so if the price is right <laughs> with two red Joy-Cons instead of one red and one blue yeah yeah <laughs> that's quite nice. the other one like white or something which would look good but it would make more sense for them. or maybe just the, like a proper blue rather than the neon blue <laughs> yeah maybe like the overall mario's overalls yeah i think it's a different shade of red for sure it's the mario red yeah, yes. I mean less neon. The neon red is yeah, exactly. Pinky red. Pinky, yeah. Uh, yeah. It probably fit my living room slightly better. <laughs> that's oh, that's true. That that <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, play that, <laughs> and probably um, you'll have to start Zelda from the beginning. Oh, what a shame! <laughs> <laughs> Still no uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. Okay, fair. I'm not doing that. I've put way too much time I, into that game. <laughs> I'd be kind of happy to start again at some point. But anyway, yeah. Well, it's like I kind of want. I if I was going to start again, I'd kind of actually want to do the DLCs. You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Hard. When that, yeah. So yeah. I, you know, whenever I think about that, it's just like that's probably not going to be as that much fun, really, because it's one of those classic things where it's just like. Technically, it's different and harder, but it's still like the same problems that you've already solved. Like you still know how to fight these enemies. Yeah, that's true. And you're still really good at fighting these enemies because you've been doing it for the whole game. So at a certain point, it's not really that much more different different or difficult. I have seen clips of like there are just weirder enemy formations or things will be on 
flying like, things and stuff. Yeah, balloon balloon floated platforms and things, and like sort of the, the weird, more, more weird and wonderful circumstances that you'll come across. Which I kind of help but think a bit of me is just like those aren't going to be particularly different and difficult, probably in not necessarily because you just pop the balloons. Well, but, think about like, them, but, it, but then the rest of me is just like, well, if they're not that tricky, couldn't they have just been patched into the game? <laughs> well, the thing about that kind of encounter is like at a certain point the the like environment of the encounter or, or like that kind of stuff even that becomes irrelevant because you're just like the, the ideal encounter in breath of the wild is just like you you drop in from above off the paraglider and murder everyone immediately or just stealth it <laughs> mm. like there's it's very rarely that you actually have to like think about your positioning in a fight or whatever you're just like I've I've yeah. killed as many of you as I could real quick, and now I just have to fight the last couple. But like, I don't really need to worry about it because it's just generic fighting. <laughs> did Zeg? Did you do the kind of paraglider race thing on Eventide Island? Like, yeah, I did. did oh yeah, I got Yeah, I don't think I've got the end of it. I have to give it another go. It seems kind of like. I think it is kind of pointless. Pointless, actually. right? Yeah, right. it doesn't, doesn't give you a great deal out of it, does it? It's, right. Okay. Um, and there's there's a point where he's basically you get enough rings and he's happy. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Uh, as, long, as long as he gives you the good good set, or was it? Is there a good and is there an excellent result? I can't remember. Oh, I, can't remember I think there's one where he's like like with those things with most of those challenges. There's one that there's a sort of phrase where he's like, yeah. "Oh, clearly you've mastered this." Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like the snowboarding, where it's just like if you do the snowboarding as well as you can, it's like wow, you get shield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> woo. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. It's like the game itself is the yeah reward. Almost. Although there are some of those that can be used as money earners, right? I guess, but not like you need money, really. I need enough to open the last fairy. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think I did that. Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, you've. Yeah. Anyway, you got further than me, probably. Anyway. No, I think, you, I, think you've, I think you've just done it slightly faster than I. Like, in terms of hours spent, I think you did shrines faster than I did. I spent more time faffing about, I think. Yeah, maybe. Generally, which is generally what I do in games. I just faff. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. my playthrough of Nier took longer than average. Right. Just because I faffed. Yeah. Cool. Well, is that going to do it for the podcast? Where are we at? I haven't got any timers or anything. But, uh... We are two hours 36. <laughs> well, we are over. Over as good as you. Okay. So, um, yep. Uh, we'll be back in couple of weeks i guess hold on yeah i'll be around then <laughs> just trying to work it out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah, didn't. yeah. yeah hopefully. you know we're on episode 198 <laughs> oh okay what are we gonna do for 200 days? so 200 isn't next time it's not but next it... time but it's the time after okay well perhaps we'll have to like get together for 200 or something <laughs> yeah do... i mean in the next episode the 200th episode will be in pre-production and then and then we'll start <laughs> filming Two weeks later. Okay, then cool. we'll feel like three episodes at once, obviously. <laughs> yeah. We'll predict what the future means and what games we're gonna play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Just like bet Avatar. The, bet, bet the farm on those three on those on these three episodes. And... we don't need to worry about episode two we only need to worry about episode two hundred and fifty six. I knew you were gonna say that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> is that is that are you hoping that we delay our um the the, the oft oft uh, teased best games ever feature. I'm hoping that never happens, to be honest. 
Well, I, I mean, wondered. I put me wondered if we hit a certain what? threshold why and we actually and we do best that? games of the salad cast, not the best game, like so games we've ever we've talked about. <laughs> what what? Games we've, I don't okay. think we'd be able to remember what games we've ever talked about on the salad cast. Well, <laughs> that would be a lot of effort to go should, back. should all be documented. They should be. Um, it's just the games we, we just look at the we just look at the goatee lists, right, and just go through those. Like, what, what's the best game of the year of all the game of the years that we've done? Yeah, well, because the goatee lists basically listed every game of that year that we played. So right. More or less. Yeah. Um, Rocket League. Yeah. <laughs> Rocket League, the best, the game, the gamiest game of the year. TF2. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, TF2 will probably be in there. <laughs> it's not dumb, Zach. You're already playing. You're already playing it. <laughs> if you're like, yep, TF2. <laughs> no, but that's the that's the trouble. That's why it's dumb. It's because it's not actually a discussion. <laughs> what TF2 versus Rocket League be... isn't a discussion. But... Well, yes, it's not a discussion because it's literally impossible to compare two completely different things. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you have to try. Really. Yeah, that's, that's, where, that's where the comedy lies. Yeah. Why it's where dumb arguments lie, as is shown by various other games of the year podcasts. Yeah, but I love it. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see. Stay tuned for that, listeners. And also check it out on our YouTube channel for more gameplay vids. Uh, don't uh, know what's coming out. Divide, divide by Sheep just went up because I got a bit. Yeah, behind. check that one out. Um, hmm. <laughs> or don't <laughs> or don't or don't check that one out yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not the most interesting of games in fairness but, but okay and, and unfortunately I think Zach and I actually got a little bit into actually trying to solve it rather than coming up with comedy but not that we come up with comedy it just springs we, naturally we, 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 we just, we're lucky if it occurs um, well if you want some fun E Check that out, and uh, <laughs> capital Y. <laughs> and uh, we'll join you in two weeks for Salacast one hundred ninety nine. One hundred ninety nine. Episode one hundred ninety nine. Bye. It's a bit like Brooklyn nine nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a bit like that. <laughs> Bye.